Hey, what's up? This is Frank Zuma from Sum 41, and you're checking out the We Podcast and the Things We Know. <laughs> close. <laughs> so close. You right? guys have to use that I'm, one. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 165 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Atoro. Holy shit, Christmas is next week. We are giving you our last episode before Christmas, our last episode without the conclusion of the Star Wars saga. We're going to have that next week, and our last ep- one of our last episodes of 2019. Pretty insane, uh, but we got a pretty, pretty fun one here for you for episode 165. We are recording this on Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. The episode, as always, dropping 5 a.m. Friday uh, on the 20th. So anything that happens Wednesday night or Thursday, we'll cover it on next week's episode, our last episode of 2019. But we did see The Mandalorian, which dropped today. Yeah, and we will we will talk all about Mandalorian episodes 6 and 7. And then next week we're going to have the, uh, let's see, we're going to have the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker That's impressions. It. And then the week after that, yes, we're yes. going to have The Mandalorian finale along with our top three movies, top three games, top three TV shows, top three albums, and then top three worst of the year, which is always my favorite episode of the year. Yeah, I'm going to have some homework to do. Send us an email, <laughs> we podcast and we know things at gmail.com. We answer them all on the show or head over to we podcast and we know things.com, your one stop shop for everything we podcast and we know things, including our store and our Patreon. And of course, our social media at Greg Talks A Lot on Twitter, at Samuel Matoro on Twitter, at We Podcast and We Know Things on Instagram, or you can find us on Facebook by simply typing We Podcast and We Know Things. A little bit different agenda for the show tonight. Um, you may hear the uh, the old HVAC system kicking on. It's in the teens right now here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's cold. Uh, and it we're snowed. Not, yeah, and, and, we're good. and my daughter is asleep up in her room, which gets shitty heat anyway, so I got to have this thing pumping tonight. So we're, we apologize if you hear the HVAC in the background. We're going to try and... In post, limit that as best as possible. But we got two monumentous announcements, and we're not going to keep you hanging. We're going to kick the show off with those. We'll do that in just a minute. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about this time of year, uh, which is, again, this is like our Christmas episode. This is going to be the last episode you hear before Christmas. So we have a little bit of Christmas talk. Um, We'll call holiday talk. It's 2019. Got to be PC. (laughs) Uh, Our trivia tonight, it's seven and a half for me, three for Sam in our race to 11 win by two. Start off in the movie section. Go to TV with, again, two episodes of The Mandalorian to talk about gaming with our NPD. It's always one of our favorites. Recap of the Game Awards that happened last Thursday. Sam CGC Spotlight, our pick of the week, and then we'll get out of here. We should have a fun one. But before we do that, two big announcements. Not going to delay any longer. One sad, one birthing like the ashes of a phoenix rising is a good one. So uh, a little bit of bad, a little bit of good. But uh, as you know, our brethren in the Wee Pod Squad have been working their asses off. Sean, they really have. MRC Tech presents the last podcast and Ion Ryan, the Ion Run Show. They've been working their asses off since May when we started this thing and where we set out to do it. We wanted to not only expand our brand, but also give our friends who had brand new podcasts and wanted to get them off the ground, our personal friends in real life, a platform that they didn't have to just try to build from zero up. Yeah. We already have an established audience. We saw, we said, okay, listen, why don't you just join us for, for the time being and, and we'll see where it goes. And yeah. it went great heights and we really, really appreciate the hard work they did. But 
all good things must come to an end. Yeah, it's it's sad to see it go, but hey, you know, shit happens, life happens, as they say. You know, I know Sean just basically started his own channel. I know all his kind of episodes, his bonus episodes are going on MRC Tax Presents, the last podcast. And we don't know if Ion Ryan yet is going to continue doing his own or not, but yeah, he, time will tell. He, he's been talking to me about some ideas he has about wanting to continue in the podcast space. Um, so uh, a little bit of tease. He might not be done, and you'll hear about that. And, they, and it, it, it was just good to hear from them to see, like, man, doing a podcast. you know, And they were doing every other week. Like, how tough it is just to kind of stay with it. And we've been doing every week, so they kind of got a taste th- of it. Three and a half years we've been doing so, it. And, and they got a taste of, like, oh, shit, it's not just that easy where you just kind of go turn on the microphones and go it's like okay there's you know, some work involved it takes time you can't just kind of last second pull it out of your ass and do it you yeah know what and, i mean and remember majority of podcasts in this world cost money they don't mm-hmm. make money they cost money to do so it costs people money time effort um in some cases tears hopefully not blood yeah def- hopefully not definitely sweat to do these things and and these guys have just again, they've worked their tails off for us. They they didn't skip a beat. They didn't miss an episode. Um, you know, they got them to me in a timely fashion. I was able to to put them up on this site, and I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. But the the Wee Pod Squad is going to come to an end, and uh, it's going to come to an end effective immediately. So uh, this is unfortunately this this is the last we've heard of them from the Wee Pod Squad aspect. But we do have some plans about a little round table we want to do, especially with the rise of Skywalker and the Mandalorian season one coming to an end. That we kind of wanted to get together. So more to come on that hopefully you have not heard the last of them on our channel but but, but you're still stuck with us yeah you're you're still every friday going to get our episodes and maybe now that we're uh uh done with the the squad for at least now maybe we'll move to a thursday night uh, whatever we want to hear from you about the release schedule i actually got a text today from someone who said if you record on tuesdays why do you drop it on friday and I was like, well, the squad, I need to give the, the squad yeah. their time to breathe. Uh, plus Friday, time to edit and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I do. I am a fast editor, but, yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes I yeah. can't just go and run uh, and edit. Right hey, life happens. So uh, just wanted to, to break that unfortunate news that the Wee Pod Squad Effective immediately is coming to an end. Um, but, again, with all... With all most bad things, good things can happen yeah. too. And with that, we are so excited to announce uh, some new friends of the podcast. Somebody who uh, who we've been working with for over a month now, just going back and forth talking about it. And uh, we're finally happy to unveil that we have some new friends on the show. Our friends over at Liquid Death, LiquidDeath.com. If you're asking yourself what is Liquid Death and why does that sound so morbid. It's like, no, it's not a Hot Ones hot sauce on their yeah. show, no. It sounds like it's a hot sauce or some sort of spirit. Yeah. I can assure you it is neither of those. It is canned aluminum water. This frosty can of pristine Austrian mountain water just won't refresh your body. It will murder your thirst. That's what they're all about, murdering your thirst, getting mountain water in a can. As we know, plastic is not recyclable anymore. As they have a little stat here, it says the average aluminum can contains 70% recycled materials. Average plastic bottle contains only 3%. And let me tell you, they sell these big bad boys, these tall boys, 16.9 fluid ounces, a 12-pack. You can go get them on liquiddeath.com. Awesome, fun website. And no, we're not just saying that because they're friends of the podcast anymore. We believe in products. Guys, if you've listened to us for a long time, you know that we don't just look for sponsors and talk about underwear and shaving kits just to get a couple bucks in our pocket. It's not about that. We wanted to partner with somebody that we believe in. And when I tried this water before, I said, I have to try. 
And not only that, this is a Philadelphia uh, couple yeah, of guys. Local. They they uh, have moved out to Los Angeles to start the business, but they're from the area, and you got to respect that. So Sam has never tried this uh, before, and uh, Sam, we tried it a couple minutes ago on our Instagram. How did you, how did you feel? Yeah, it was my first time ever doing canned water. It just you know, I, it's never like it was never like brought to me in front of me before. But to have this, to try it, to know that they were local, I ain't gonna lie, it, it's freaking delicious. I suggest you try it if you're tired of all the other just crap that are always at every other store. Try something new. Take a chance. Liquid Death. Liquiddeath.com. Try your mountain water. It's super, like, crisp and clean. That's what I feel like when I'm drinking. It doesn't feel like you're drinking tap water or even out of a bottle. It just tastes good. And for, first of all, real, real shit, I'm a huge can guy. Yeah. I like a fountain soda every now and again, but to me can over bottle yeah. even if it's a glass bottle 100% of the time I'm a can guy you even know this is my thing I always leave the tab yeah, up you, on my drink no up. matter what I leave the tab straight up and when people try to drink out of my can if they flip it down you ain't allowed to touch yeah. my can no more uh, but yeah liquiddeath.com can't and, recommend it enough and to know that it's a little bit better for the planet you get more recycled out of it you know why not try to start this change because you know, you know, the planet we all know that we've polluted this planet quite enough let's do this this little bit extra do our part and help contain it so murder your thirst over at liquiddeath.com and if you want to try it for free they actually have an option you can sell your soul for a free case of liquid death and we're not joking yeah like it's legit legitimately on their website you actually have to sell your soul this is a one-time deal it's not it's like millhouse from the simpsons when he sold his soul in that one episode it's a real thing you actually have to sign a contract joe manganello yeah he actually does it so this is true blood deathstroke lots of celebrities and stuff like that it was on Rhett and link good mythical morning they had a canned water taste test and this actually came out number one on top as the winner so it's a product backed by big people and now they got two other schmucks who backed the product go sell your soul for a free case of liquid death at liquiddeath.com uh we'll be trying to do this like this will be like our podcast drink where we have our liquid death whenever we do the show so uh just wanted to shout out our new friends over at liquid death liquiddeath.com go murder your thirst sam it's christmas time i'm hyped you're hyped i love this time well, I was saying, i'm hyped now that i'm like 97 percent done shopping so to me that's that always brings me joy i was out over the weekend doing shopping at oxford valley mall it just kind of like, oh shit! Like I went to like Nishamini, and it's not what it used to be. It's a little bit it's different. It's dead there. It's <laughs> to me the mall. At least, stores. at least us in the Philly area, we I go to Oxford. I think that's the best mall around. Yeah, I actually uh, King I like of Prussia is a little pricey. I like Willow Grove, um, probably because I lived in the area. For and four it's got years. it does have three stories, but that's it's like a hike to get there. And I was like, ah, I don't want to pay tolls. It's either tolls or yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. You got to pick. And I poison. hate the Boulevard, and yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Oxford's easier and closer. Yeah, I, I'm still in the Shamini guy because it has what I like, and they're having around one come there soon so like we'll uh, have you got a year reason. plus for that we'll have a, even more reason it's already got the signage up though like on the front of it so oh it does like, coming even, soon round one arcade yes yeah, santa's there you know now, what's but. funny over the weekend i finally saw my first commercial for round one it's like round one now open in exton and wherever their other locations yeah no shit. first time i ever saw i was like oh shit they're coming Woo! yeah so uh to celebrate this magical time of year we just got a lot of our shopping done today as well to celebrate this magical time of year uh we have exactly a week until christmas um, we wanted to do our top three Christmas movies, but I think we already did that. Yeah, we, we talked, I was like, I think we did our favorite, so let's just be try to be safe and let's do our least favorite. Yeah, because nothing says joyous holiday time <laughs> like talking shit on some Christmas movies. Sam, let's go with our top three least favorite well, Christmas movies. Th- this is an oldie, I, I never liked it. Please maybe, say maybe it. Maybe you, no, no, maybe you did as a kid, The Little Drummer Boy. 
Uh, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, it was it was made well before our time, but it still played, and it was never for me. I thought it kind of creeped me out a little bit, to be honest, and it was just a horrible miss for me. I went with all three feature-length films. And it's, Don't you dare say what I hope you're not going to say. And I and it's funny. Well, what a Christmas story. No, I think it's overrated, but it's not on my list. My number three is a movie that this is how much I love Christmas. My number three is even tolerable. Like I can still watch it uh. if it's on. I don't enjoy it, okay. but I can tolerate it. It is fucking offensively terrible. And that is Christmas with the Cranks. Dude, I, okay. <laughs> no, no, it's not on my list. But, but it's, it's terrible. No, but you can like kind of watch it. I remember watching. Like, it's bad, but I like I laughed. Like I can't believe it's, you laughed. It's Tim Allen. If you want to see Jamie well, Lee Curtis in a bikini, face, no, when, no. Uh, <laughs> but when Tim Allen does gets like his face kind of, like, we gets the injections. Yeah. Like that was funny as shit, and I, I couldn't have it on my list. I love Tim but Allen. I right? see your so, point. But it's, it's offensively terrible, and yeah. but I'll still watch it if it's on. Yeah. And I was looking at the other movies that could have qualified, and I was like, you know what? There's something in all of these movies that brings me joy. Nothing brings me joy in Christmas with the Cranks, but when it's on, I don't want to run to change the channel. That's how okay. much I love Christmas. Okay. My number two could be controversial because I know everyone loves this character, and I just oh please, and I never and I never did. If you, I'm gonna choke you, and you don't like uh, Jim Carrey. Oh no, no it's not. Okay, a Charlie good. Brown Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Good. Charlie Brown was never my thing, and. I, Every, every, I remember everyone in class would love Charlie Brown. I'd be like, dude. With his little dinky tree. I love it. It's yeah. just that and his depression. I was just like, nah. <laughs> like, it, it wasn't my thing. It, like, yeah. I never liked the peanuts. The, I never liked them. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, I think they're a little maybe too old school for some people's taste, the yeah. animation, blah, blah, blah. But to me, it's timeless. I, I do love it. I, I wanted to like stay away from the special because if we went top three least favorite Christmas specials, we'd be here all night. We could do top ten. No, no, I thought that was easy. Like yeah. I, all the other ones, I liked. Yeah. Like to be honest, they were just the two that I hated. Yeah, my number two is a more recent film, and it's not like overtly in your face a Christmas movie. Um, and they don't, they didn't even market it as a Christmas movie. It was originally from what we think, what we thought, supposed to be an origin story for the character. Um, but the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch from 2018. Is so uh, see, shitty. I, I never saw it, so I, I could maybe if I saw it, it you would not like it. Okay. It is so bad. There no, no. I'm one, sorry, maybe if I saw it, it would be uh, on gosh. my list. There's one funny part, but they showed it in the trailer, so it doesn't even. It kind of wore out its welcome. But like you know the song, you're a mean one, yeah, of course. Mr. Grinch. Of course. They wrap it, yeah, uh, and uh, then they add stuff to it. What is T fall yellow? Like, give me, I don't, I don't want any rap yeah. in my, I don't even want any Benedict Cumberbatch, but it actually turns out just to be a longer version of the normal yeah. Christmas story. Yeah. It takes place on Christmas, he steals Christmas, goes, it's all the bullshit. I was expecting a, either an origin story or maybe another holiday or whatever, but it turns out to just be a watered down, horribly unfunny, unoriginal, another Grinch. And this is coming from the Grinch being my favorite Christmas special of all time. Yeah, it's and great. the Jim Carrey movie would probably be in my top ten. Yeah. Wow, okay. I That's how that. much I love The Grinch, but I hate it. Speaking that. of Jim Carrey. You motherfucker. A Christmas Carol. Do you remember the 3D animation of the retelling that that Jim Carrey did? Not, not The Grinch, but when he played Scrooge, I was not a fan of that. It missed me completely. Is that your number two or your number That's one? That's my number one. I, I did have a mix here, but I, I remember... 
Yeah, it's it it, it, sh- it just shouldn't be there. It, yeah. it, it's just no good. Yeah, my number one is also Jim Carrey's yeah. A Christmas yeah, Carol. I, even though I had the, like I changed them before I got here too. And Christmas Carol, I changed the one. Yeah, A Christmas yeah. Carol from Jim Carrey is offensively terrible. It's a. I will never watch it again. It's funny. It's got a. Ashley loves it. Uh. So I leave the room when it's on. Yeah. It's got a zero yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Number one, number two. It's so long. I. I it's so boring. It came out what, oh, 2009? Yeah. I watched it in the theaters. That's why I know it was I didn't, go that, I didn't go that far. I had, I had to. And I saw it on... You probably was, seen it in 3D. Uh, no, 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 no. No, the girl I was dating at the time, sister, worked at Woodhaven, so she got us in a lot of movies for free. Okay. I saw it around, the Christmas time, uh, around Christmas time when it first came out, and I hated it so much that I left. And she stayed. Like, I got up and I said, I'll I, meet you I, in the car. I cannot be here. Yeah. We'll hang it, out later. It, 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 it was just not not my cup of tea. It's, no, listen, I will admit this. Jim Carrey plays a good Scrooge. He had a good part. But it is so boring. It's so bad. I don't know how anybody likes it. She likes it. Give me a Muppets Christmas Carol. I love that. And- Give me Disney Mickey's Christmas Carol. I like that. This, it's taking Charles Dickens' work. And shove yeah. it up and, his own ass. And I think that was Disney's third time retelling that story. Christmas Muppets, Carol? And, Muppets yeah. and Mickey. Yeah. So, so yeah. it's just like, all right, I'm kind of good for now. Like, I'll go watch the Flintstones. Yeah. I'm good. It's it's the really, version is way better. It's really bad. But before we even did trivia, movies, whatever, we did want to just again shout out. We love this time of year. We wanted to give our our love to the Christmas season with a good good old fashioned Christmas top three. Sam, let's get into trivia. It's seven and a half for me, three for you in our first to eleven race. Win by two. Alright, here we go. How much did Jerome Siegel and Joe Schuster sell the rights to Superman in nineteen thirty eight? I don't know, give me the answers. I have a number, so if it's anywhere close, I'm going with that. A one thirty, B five twenty, C eleven hundred, D thirteen seventy. Oh, so that two were hundreds of dollars and then the other two were over. Yes, correct. Okay, can you give me them again? A one thirty mm-hmm. B five twenty C eleven hundred D thirteen seventy one thousand three hundred seventy. Uh, C is the closest to my answer. I was going to say a thousand bucks. So C, incorrect. One hundred and thirty dollars. They they pissed. Oh God, yeah, that it, it, dude. So basically, they got legit screwed. Like they, I don't. They were never. They weren't. Their family. They weren't rich until their family sued DC, and then they had some kind of group. But Joe Schuster and and Jeremy, they got. And what was it, 1938? Which is, that was a lot of money back then, but not enough they to scale. got screwed. Yeah. Uh, mine is a Christmas trivia question, more like Christmas movie okay. uh, trivia question. It's easy as shit. Okay. You say that every question, that I get them wrong. I, I, okay. It's easy as shit. Okay. You're going you're gonna to laugh. The Santa Claus franchise, featuring mm-hmm. Tim Allen, mm-hmm. one of my favorite Christmas franchises, especially the original, one of my favorite movies. It's always something we watch around Christmas. Mm-hmm. How many movies are in that franchise? Is that a trick question? No. How many movies are in the Santa Claus franchise? Three? Correct. All right, cool. I was like, <laughs> Told right. you. I, and I only remember seeing like part of the third one. Like, was yeah, it, it's, was it's there really, another one after that? That's why I was hoping it to trip you up if they made a random I remember liking one. the first two, then the third one. I think I... I remember. I think I, I might have it's, like stopped watching it. It's like eh. awful. Yeah. It could have made both of our lists. It's that bad. By the way, nice job, HVAC, for taking up like... 
Yeah. 16 minutes of uh, our fucking Sorry, show. guys. Jesus Christ. Including, oh, baby. Including our little friends at Liquid Death Plug. They're gonna be like, yeah, we can't hear you talk, <laughs> so, like, we're done. And it's 7.5 to 4, baby. Yeah, 7.5 to 4. Like, this is what happens all the time. I build up a huge lead, and then I blow it. Happens on the miniature golf course. Happens yeah. on the podcast. So. Oh, let's see if I can do it. So we move into the movie section. Happy the Rise of Skywalker Day, because the day you're hearing this is the 20th or after. And guess what? It's out now. We'll be seeing it this Sunday, the 22nd. At the crack of dawn. At 8 o'clock <laughs> in the morning over at Neshamini Mall. So uh, if you're going to that sto- uh, that showing, hit us up on social media. We'll meet you in the long line. And hopefully not with the assigned seats. No, it's that, and that's the... Honestly, that's what I love about assigned seats. I don't have to worry now. But, oh, my You'll God. I, I got to get there an hour early to get a good to know. I can show... Two minutes before it shows, and there's my seat Sam and I went me. to see The Force Awakens at 8 o'clock in the morning, maybe even 7.45 at uh, the same mall, and we got there at 7, and the line was, was already it. super fucking yeah, It was insane. But now, so, we don't have that problem. Sam, I'm going to still get there at like 7.30, because I'm extra. I'll see you at 7.59 when you all get in right before the credits. Exactly. Or right before the previews. Yeah, we got 15, 20 minutes. We're uh, good. So we'll give you a full breakdown on episode 166, which to me is hilarious because of executing order 66. If it was order 166, that would have been way too perfect. Mm -hmm. But I'll take two out of three numbers. That ain't bad. Uh, But again, we'll see it this Sunday. So we'll have a breakdown next week. That'll be spoiler free. That'll be our impressions. Then, as we customarily do with the big movie releases, we wait a week and then give our spoilers. So when we talk about the Mandalorian finale on episode 167, and we give our top three everything of the year, we're going to talk spoilers on it's gonna on be a long Rise of Skywalker, show. and it's going to be a good one. Like yeah, I'm telling you, know, you now on 165, you're going to want to listen to two weeks from now, 167. I mean, we hope you listen to them all, because 166 is going to have more impressions, uh, and you're a long-time listener. Shout out to somebody who told me today, man, i got to listen to you more often. Appreciate you, uh, but <laughs> but uh, anyway, real quick before we move on. Last week we gave out a shout out to our friend uh, Tyler, the la- the corner view. We appreciate him. He hit us up and thanked us for the shout out. Uh, real quick, hey Jeff, thanks for listening, bud. A new listener randomly told me I listen to your show. I'm a subscriber. Hey Jeff, and then he goes. And he goes, I said, like, thanks, like, testing him. And he yeah. goes, yeah, man, I love the best goddamn voice oh, in the business. Shit. And I was like, yo, you even added God. Like, I don't <laughs> say the best goddamn voice. I love that you I, pre- I appreciate that, Jeff. Yeah, so thanks, Jeff. We appreciate you. But anyway, we have the review per IGN of The Rise of Skywalker. So we want to read that for you. Oh, um, geez. It's, it's a doozy. It's a long one. So kind of strap in with us here. Well, I mean, I, I think it has to be after it's the ninth film in the series. Uh, it's. I mean, I'm going to be here for a while. Okay, let me go sit down. Yeah, Sam, you, you go take I'm going to go lay down. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, here it is. Per IGN. There is a lot to process walking out of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, a film engineered to hit the viewer on multiple levels while struggling to settle 42 years worth of story elements, probably too much for any one film to handle. For as much love, passion, and nostalgia is evident in this movie, it's also a film very palpably made from a place driven by fear of disappointing its audience, and that anxiety fuels a lot of the story's curious creative choices and unwieldy execution. The film's heartstring-tugging moments, technical impressiveness, and relentless action will likely be enough for those fans who just want to keep their visor down uh, on their blast shield helmets and let the force flow through them. But... 
For those who need some consistency and logic to the story in this elaborately detailed fictional galaxy, there will likely be some bittersweet pang of accepting that this long-running saga couldn't quite stick the landing. But even at its most divisive, divisive and imperfect, the Star Wars franchise has offered much to embrace and celebrate. This finale to the Skywalker saga, if nothing else, is a tribute to that legacy. 7 Yes. It's all right. I like they, they called him out a little bit. You know, they called I out JJ. I appreciate that they didn't, especially with the last film, the franchise. Just say nine, just yeah. jerk off all over it because it's a Star they Wars. They basically the, said the JJ listened to years. all his fans and didn't want to. Dis- I mean, there he had like so many things to tie together. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, I, I, I just don't know what the hell they're talking. In about. reading the spoiler-free Twitter roundup from a lot of different people in the industry who saw seen the movie, I get a lot of similar feedback. Lot of fan service, but wasn't that not your seven? Wasn't that a lot of fan service? Fan service was just a flat remake of a new. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This apparently is not. But they love seven. This is apparently not a remake. Well, that was also 30 years after the originals, like, and the they it had all three of the original characters in it. Yeah. So like I I understand the first movie the hype was was there. It was the first non prequel movie since 1980 something. So like I get it. Um, this is apparently not a remake drawn directly of episode six, which four was accused of and even some of five. Um, but they say a lot of it moves way too fast at points for you to enjoy the cool things that have happened. And it leaves a lot of plot holes. That's what I've heard. But I also am very passionate around the 50% on Rotten Tomatoes that it has right now can go fuck itself. And that's a critic score, not an audience score. I am very passionate around, and you are too. Of course. Do not listen to the critics. Go to a film with an open mind. Enjoy it. I've put it on our Instagram and our Facebook. Like, I don't care if that. it was two percent or ninety nine percent, and we'll formulate yeah. our own opinion. I'm, I have to see it regardless. You, if you've seen one, two, eight, all the prequels, everything, I, you're invested. You have to see no matter what. Guess what? They cut fifty two percent of the Pokemon from Sword and Shield. It's the fastest selling Pokemon game in the history and the fastest selling Nintendo Switch exclusive ever. So, like. There is bad press and, that comes with things, and people can still enjoy it. And also, there's no way they were going to please every single person 100%. on this film. You, it's impossible. It's physically... Even like Game of Thrones, it's impossible. There's no way you were going to please all of us. It's impossible. Now, The Last Jedi, very divisive. You, Most people either loved it or hated it. Very few people yeah. swing side to side. Most of... Me and you are yeah. all, I, I, I kind think of always stayed, firmly been in the meh. Yeah, I think we stayed We've pretty stayed steady. in the five, 5 out of 10 yeah. range. Like, I think we it's both stayed steady. It's a movie I'm happy that I saw but never really urged to go watch again. Yeah. And like... I, I won't even go watch it before nine. I'm just gonna watch the uh, like the Kramitz and yeah. shit like that just to kind of get. And caught one up. thing I heard that I'm kind of hyped for. They said like Poe Dameron actually has like a, a big part, part, and yeah. they're like Finn actually. I gave a shit about his story. It's like okay, great because I didn't give a shit about anything he did in episode eight. Yeah, not one thing. I think you can say that about a lot of people, and that it's weird because you had JJ, then Ryan, then JJ, and it's like JJ did seven. It was a remake of four. Then Ryan retconned a lot of what JJ did in seven, in eight, and now with eight being so divisive, arguably the most divisive of, divisive of the franchise. In nine, JJ's back, and how much does he retcon? We don't yeah, know. No. Um, apparently, it's not just a complete retcon kind of eight but they sweep a lot under the rug was a direct quote yeah. from somebody that we it's, both trust it's, so. it's it's just got to be better than eight that's i think that's where i'm going in like i'm keeping my my hope meter. a six you, you got you, you got like <laughs> a 5.1 I'm, I'm not putting it on a pedestal but come I on i would be man. happy with a solid seven because i'm not a giant yeah, star wars it, it, fan. exactly and just just like don't give me long let me get a five you just right. don't let me see i don't want to see no one's superman in it you know what where, i mean where i'm at is like we're not 
we weren't born in the 60s or early 70s to have grown up with episode four and have been yeah. Star Wars fans for 40 years, uh, 42. So we're not there. So if you're a fan from that, from like you're an OG day one, I get it if this is going to piss you yeah. off and, yeah. and upset you. And if you wanted something perfect, it's an impossible thing to please everybody. For you and I to be Star Wars fans, I didn't get into Star Wars until the 2000s. Yeah, and I was late too. Um, and I don't love it. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I just want a good movie that entertains yeah. me. I don't know all the giant backstory. And I kind of like, like that. I'm hearing that it's kind of fast paced. Like that actually got me excited. It's something Star with Wars a, usually kind of slow and drawn out. A with bit. a long movie, I'm looking forward to the to the it, frenetic two and pace. Two twenty four, I think. Yeah. Like I'm looking forward to the frenetic pace because it'll keep my attention. And at eight in the morning on a Sunday, the day, the three days before Christmas, uh, I uh, I kind of need that. Yeah. And from a Star Wars movie that, again, we're coming off of the Meh of Last Jedi, I kinda, I'm i also looking forward to that, too. And from what I hear, the movie just hits the ground running. There isn't a lot that is, like, kind of set up in the beginning. You don't see Rey working on a machine for four, for four or five minutes. You get to see her do her daily duties. Yeah, you yeah. just kind of dive. So I'm excited about that. Um, don't get me wrong. I am really – I'm more hyped to see this Star Wars movie than I was – uh, eight. I won't say seven. Yeah, seven. Seven, seven was the ultimate hype yeah, for me agreed. for any Star Wars movie. I'm looking forward to this more than I than Rogue One, then Solo, then Eight, um, and and all the prequels because that's when I started to get into it. it was right around Episode two or three when that dropped in theaters. Um, so like this is going to be really exciting. But again, I don't need all these loose ends to be tied up. I just want to be entertained and I want it to make sense. Yeah, and I just I mean, want, you got to finish your story. I want the Whatever the ending is, whether it's a big plot twist, whether it's whatever, I just want it to what's like not be perfect, not make sense, but just not be so fucking dumb that it leaves me with question marks forever. Like yeah. I don't want the thing that ends the Skywalker saga to be episode eight of Game of Thrones or episode six of Game of Thrones season eight, where it was just a bunch of bullshit. And the only remember the only memorable thing we have is the dragon wing shot when she's at the top of the steps. It's the only thing we get. I, I did like the flame burning dragon was kind of badass. Oh, the throne. I, I did kind of like. Yeah. that. Yeah. But besides, you know, besides, I'm still looking forward to the film. Like, it's not going to take my you know hype about it. You know, Christ, we're seeing it eight in the morning. Yeah. Like, come on. If we didn't like, it, we ain't waking up that early to go see it. Absolutely right. So uh, let's move on from Star Wars. We'll have our impressions next week, spoiler free, and then a longer discussion uh, in two weeks on one sixty seven. Something we had in our notes last week. But it turned out to be fake, but real, but fake, but real. We didn't know. Happened just a day later after we retconned yeah. it from episode 164. Officially announced, dropping April 1st, 2020 or 2021. I think it was 21. Yeah. Uh, Shazam 2. And I don't think I was a surprise. Nah. It, it made it, it made good money at the box office. They were, I think they were already writing the sequel anyway. The end credits obviously set up the sequel. Black Adam coming. It only makes sense that we were getting this inevitable. So I get a nice little early, early B-Day present. Uh, who would be a potential villain? I mean, I don't think we're going to see The Rock if we do. I don't think we'll see him. Is this like coming the, out after Black Adam? The end credits, yeah. I, I, I believe it is. It could be even 22. I'm yeah. not even. I, it might even be the 20, uh, I'm surprised. I usually put a year. I'm surprised I didn't. Generally, when I don't, that means it's the yeah, next I, year. I think, I think it's 22, though. Yeah, it, it April, be, 20, yeah April 2020 too, is too way fast. too fast. So Especially because it just got announced. I think it'd be way too fast. But Shazam was a low-budget success. Yeah. Um, Zachary Levi was excellent. 
Oh, he was, it was excellent. Uh, the, even the, the kids were great. So yeah. I did bring the whole Marvel family back. I'm in. Yeah. It was one of those DC movies that it took me three or four sittings to get through. And I don't think it was because I didn't like it. It was just because of time and Helena maybe woke up from naps or something like that. Yeah. But it was a movie that like generally if I go – if I watch something and I pause, the farther and farther I get away from that pause, the less and less I want to go back. Yep. I think that's a lot of humans. Yep. They kind of feel that. But this was something where I was like, oh, I can't wait to get back. Yep. So that was that was exciting for me. And don't take this the wrong way. Unlike Aquaman, that movie is a movie I never have to watch again. Okay. I enjoyed it. It took me like three or four sittings, <laughs> but I almost dreaded going back to it. I just did it to talk about it on the pod um, and to say that I got to watch it. Shazam opposite feeling for me. So I'm looking it's, it's forward good to, hear. to it. You, you're loving a DC movie. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. There's a yeah, couple. Yeah. Shazam, I liked Joker. I think that's it, actually. Yeah, Fuck. That's and when I first <laughs> saw it, when I first saw it, I liked Suicide Squad. But after, after repeat viewing, it was... It was hot yeah. trash. Yeah. I think I was just uh, psyched to see Margot Robbie. I, I, I could have just picked the few scenes that I liked, and like I could probably pick like maybe 10, 15 minutes worth of watching. The Batman Alley scene, the Harley and Joker falling in the pit. Yeah. That was cool. I liked every Joker scene. I still like Leto. I, I, again, I'm good without ever seeing him again. No, no <laughs> tattoo, no tattoos or, or, or teeth. I, I like. I think I'd have been good. Quentin Tarantino's R-rated Star Trek film has likely been canceled per him. He's like, basically, I'm just going to be stepping away from Star Trek. Well, so. considering he said he's only making 10 films, he mm-hmm. made his uh, Hollywood. Uh, Once upon a time. That was, his, that was his ninth, so he only has one left if he's sticking to his 10. Yeah. So maybe just like, well, I don't want Star Trek to be my last. Makes sense. But if he makes an R rated awesome Star Trek, you can go out on a high note. We haven't seen a Star Trek film since Khan. I don't Chris I just, Pine. Honestly, it's, it's I, I nice. never. I, could, I can't picture a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie. It would have subtitles. I could tell you yeah, at one point it, it, it would have subtitles would. and very awkward editing, you know, but I love it. It was funny because like, literally before I came over here, I called like, the last 30 minutes of uh, Star Trek Into Darkness with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, the, the second one. And I was like, I man. I keep forgetting he's in it. It's, I was like, damn, it's it's really it's, good movie. It's, he's good. not con, is he? Yeah, he is. he's a bad guy. So it's, it's, it's really good, man. Yeah. So I, I I hope that they, they come back just, eh, Quentin Tarantino, go do something else. Frozen 2 crosses a billion dollars, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the box office section, but it becomes comes the sixth Disney movie in 2019 to make one billion dollars. No, no, and, it, no. and Star Star Wars isn't even out yet. No, and I was saying that's the bigger that's the bigger part. This Disney's sixth film of the year to make it billion. That, I mean, I don't think it was a surprise that Frozen Two made that much. They're that's... going to have seven films in yeah. the billion oh dollar club. Can you fathom? From 2019. From this year <laughs> yeah, alone. That's... Not forever. If you had any movie studio on the planet, any movie studio, who said, yeah, in our entire catalog, we have six movies that crossed a billion, that's that's an A-plus studio. Yeah. Oh, my God. They just did it this year. The, the part where I'd like to separate it is they have Marvel, they have Star Wars, and they have Disney under their they umbrella. Got they have everything. Pixar. Like, they have that under their umbrella. If it was... Greg, they have all the each... money to fund everything. The, that's what I mean, though. Like... All these movies count as Disney movies. In my world, I'd like to separate that yeah. and say, like, you have one Star Wars movie, yeah. you have three Marvel movies, you have whatever, yeah. two or three Disney movies. But they got a shit though. They got seven. And the, <laughs> I'm they saying will, they seven. will have seven. I'm yeah. saying seven because by the time the year is over, even in just the ten days of the year that it's out it or eleven, it's going to cross a billion. It's going to cross a billion in four days. Yeah. Like, let's just call that what it is. Maybe sooner. I think Endgame took three. It was this, three this, or four. It this was might take four. Four, maybe five, because it is Christmas, so maybe it was a fact it would take a week. But it's gonna cross two billion. So 
you know, go ahead. That's what episode nine is going to do, even with the the mixed reviews as we've seen so far. Uh, there was a trailer that dropped for Top Gun Maverick, and if I had one ounce of give a fuck, I'd watch it. I have none. I seen it. It looks good. It's on our Facebook. Yeah. If you want to go to We Podcast, we know things on Facebook. Hey, I, I like Tom Cruise. I like his movies. I was waiting to see Val Kilmer. They still didn't show. Mm. We didn't see the Iceman yet, so we don't see what, how he's looking. I know they kind of showed like a funeral. I was like, Christ, I wonder if the, maybe they kill him off in the film. But I really like to have Miles Teller as the son of Goose. I think that that's that's He's great. a Philly guy, too. Yeah, so I, I can't wait to see this. Jonathan Entwistle. Which is he was the director of the End of the Effing World on Netflix, a show that is still on my list uh, to watch. Is in talks to direct the latest Power Rangers reboot film, and while that's cool news, the bigger news to me is this film. The Rangers are actually going to travel back to the '90s. I just can't believe we're getting a reboot so fast. Like I, I kind of liked it. I didn't mind it. I hated Goldar. Yeah, he like, looked yeah, like shit. Yeah, and I Rita agree. Repulsa. She wasn't. She wasn't what terrible. She was, I, I accepted for what she was. I like the Rita with the big spiky fan collar thing. This was a more Elizabeth Banks slim yeah. down green Rita, which was whatever. It's okay. Um, but I I think you're right. I, I just don't know if I'm at a point where I need the reboot yet. 2021, okay. But, you know. It's, like, it's just like a whole new cast. Like I, It took me a second. I got I used to the new cast. Like, I you forget know what her I mean? name, but she plays Jasmine in Aladdin. She played the Pink Ranger. Um, she's awesome. Yeah, she should do. I, I thought the whole cast was yeah, great. Yeah, the cast was actually. I mean, the only thing, the only thing I would say, the deleted cutscene of JDF, yeah. the Pink Ranger. Isn't, I would isn't it? Um, what's her face? Too Kimberly Joe Johnson's. Amy Joe Johnson. Amy Joe Johnson. I would have kept the one you cut instead of the one you use them holding herself. I thought that was stupid as shit. But besides that, I liked it. Yeah. So uh, maybe too soon for a reboot. But again, they're it's, traveling back to the '90s. As long as if they have their suits. From the 90s. Oh, my God. Fans, I'm in. Like, I'll just go... They, they have, they have the everybody. Well, oh, you mean the fans? Yeah, come okay, on. We all love you. the Money Morph Power Rangers. Uh, the Mortal Kombat film, the reboot film, is done shooting and has moved into post-production. It is on track for January 15, 2021. So just over a year, about four, 13, 14 months away. Um, we've had a lot of castings yeah. that we've talked about in the show. A lot of the actors we don't know. Which I like. What all I want from this movie, the only expectation I have and would be, ha- I want it R-rated. I don't want the PG-13 that we got in the '90s. Um, even though I, I love that movie, yeah, we, and I love I Annihilation. Love, I, like both of them. Uh, I want a gory, more yeah. of like the Mortal Kombat. Uh, what's the legacy? Thank you. I want that style, the dark, gritty yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yes, please. Some curse words, some blood, some whatever. I want Scorpion to to spear a motherfucker from his wrist, have it go in him. And then pull him slowly from the chain. Get over here! While the guy is screaming in agony and <laughs> squirting blood. Very, very detailed. But and uh, then I mean, I'm in. I'm in. Sub Zero then freezes him and then decapitates a motherfucker. I mean, Sub Sub Zero is my favorite, so I'll be all for it. Really? Yeah. Sub Zero is your all-time yeah, favorite. I, love, uh, so I always love Sub Zero. Always. Of the original. Yeah, um, I know. I was Sub Zero. Machi was Scorpion. And that's and I, I don't know who your favorite is. Liu Kang, maybe. No, no Johnny Cage. No. Um, of the originals, I'll go Sub Zero. Of like Mortal Kombat two and onward, Reptile. Mm. I love Reptile. Uh, we move into the box office for this past week. Again, this is domestic. Uh, number ten, falling from number seven at one point one million dollars. There's twenty one bridges. 
Number nine, falling from number six is Dark Waters at 1.8 million. Number eight, falling from number five but staying on the list at 3.2 million dollars is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Number four, falling from number three at 3.5 million dollars is Queen and Slim. Number six, falling from number three at four million dollars is Ford versus Ferrari. Number five, I don't know the budget of the movie, but I'm gonna guess it's a bomb. Um, $4.2 million, new to the list, Black Christmas. I have no idea. It's the idea. third remake of the, or it's the second remake, third Black Christmas since the 70s. It's the horror movie. All the, I think oh, it's like yeah, the sorority yeah, yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it has to be a bomb. Yeah. Uh, number four, new to the list at $4.6 million is Richard Jewell. Number three, falling from number two at $9.1 million domestic is Knives Out. Number two, falling from number one at $19 million is Frozen 2. And number one, new to the list, a gross domestic of $59.2 million is Jumanji, the next level. Yeah, another success. Yeah. The Rock and Kevin Hart. Jack is, Black. Yeah, 59 domestic is I, really I, good. I heard decent things. I heard it was actually pretty damn funny. So I, I, I have to get around to it. I don't like Kevin Hart. I didn't like the first one. Jack Black's not my f- favorite, but I like The Rock. I, I gotta say, I, I the first one kind of caught me by surprise. Let's go into the TV section, Sam. Um, I I just wanted to put it up top because I feel like we're gonna spend a minute here. This is a very Star Wars heavy episode. Uh, and so we, possible spoilers <laughs> for Mandalorian episode six and seven. And we haven't even seen the damn Rise of Skywalker, but we talked about it for twenty minutes somehow. Yeah, we we have seen episode six and episode seven of the Mandalorian. Um, oh, Billy Blaster! We there. finally got Billy Blaster. Uh, let's let's talk about them. So again, spoiler warning: we do talk spoilers for the Mandalorian. Episode seven just dropped today, as we record two days ago, as you're hearing it. So you've had 48 hours to watch it. Uh, so we hope you have. You've had a, a week now to watch episode six. We hope you have. And after two episodes, two for me, one for you, that really slowed down the pace and really started to hurt. Uh, this only eight episode season. That's why you have to make every episode impactful. Six and seven really brought it back. Yeah, I would say I, I was going to say six and seven. Easily, probably in my top three for both of them. I think it. I would have to juggle episode one and two because I just thought they I were just they were just phenomenal. I thought episode one is probably still my favorite. Um, even three was really good with the Mandalorian. Uh, the um, when they all kind of fought they, that battle. Yeah, yeah. They, it's like there was only like one or two of the series that I was like eh. four and five. Yeah, four definitely. Yeah. Four, four yeah, was for both of us. And that was the Gina Carrado episode, um, and she's back. So, uh, so is everyone. Fuck. Which I really, which I really liked her part. This uh, is the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate of the Mandalorian. Everyone's yeah, here. Fuck, yeah. dude, you brought them back. But we'll, we'll start with it's, six, though. We will. It's so funny though with seven. Just real quick, it's so funny <laughs> that like these episodes were already done before even episode one dropped. Yeah. The story was written and everything, and it's like they fucking knew that we would love all these characters and would want them back. Yeah. So they kept them out for a little bit, and they were like, Nick Nolte, we know that's going to go viral. Yeah. We have spoken, all that shit. You're getting them again. I just thought it was funny to bring everybody back Smash Bros. style. But again, we'll start with six with old Billy Blaster. Um, I really liked it. Yeah. I don't. I didn't love it as much as I liked seven, but I really, I really liked it. Probably a solid 7.58 for me. Um, this episode was uh, a big, giant rescue mission yeah. gone wrong. What would you think? 
And I, I thought it was really fun. I knew the, the big monster guy. I knew by the actor's voice it was Clancy Brown. He played Lex Luthor. The Horn on, Man. Yeah, the Horn Man on Superman, the animated series. So I knew him right away. He's on Billions if you watch that show. I knew the purple girl from her voice. She was definitely in Game of Thrones. She was one of the yep. who was. Yes, uh, she was. Who was in Game of Thrones. She shows her. No, no, that's a different yep. girl. I was like, and then the, the Machine Zero, I didn't know who, yeah, who, who, didn't. Was, who was in that. He was in the IT crowd, which is a really funny show. I haven't watched a ton of it. I watched one episode with, uh, you ever hear Ryan Popejoy do his little Irish thing? Mm-mm. It's like, uh, oh, man, I, uh, a wee bit disabled. Remember? Oh, okay, yeah. That's yeah, okay, from that yeah, show, okay. the IT crowd. So. Of course you watch that show. <laughs> but, I, again, like I, I love the, the special effects. I mean, what, like and the practical, like like movie, the like, costume. Looks I don't right. think I could tell the difference from this and the movie. Like they you can, you could see millions. the you could see the money they put on this show. They spend millions of. of I, I love the battle between the horn guy and the Mandalorian. I thought that was absolutely great. Yeah, um, that was uh, Clancy Brown. Yep, played Berg. That was his that name, was Berg. Berg. Uh, then you had Mark Boone Jr. was in the damn mo- uh, damn episode as uh, Ranzar Malk or Malk. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. You, if you know this guy, you've seen him. I think he was in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I, I want to say he was in Sons Anyone of Anarchy. Anyone saw the last episode of that he show. He was in so Batman Begins. Um, he was Flass. Oh, yeah, he's the guy that Batman says, Swear to me! Yeah, that's, that's, that's right, that's yeah, right, right. Uh, and then we had Natalia Tina. She plays Zion, who was the uh, the purple girl. The guy who plays Zero was Richard Iode. We had Carl Weathers, obviously, but uh, the big one we had was Bill Burr, who played who played Mayfield, Mayfield yeah. who was I think he was an Imperial sniper yeah, exactly in a previous what he was. life because he makes a joke saying basically like I wasn't a stormtrooper like because they can't fucking hit anybody yeah and he's actually pretty cool which yo I, I yo Bill Burr's a good actor yeah he did well in in Breaking Bad and <laughs> yeah. he carried this over he was a much bigger part of this episode than he ever was in Breaking Bad Agreed. outside of the train heist. Yep. Uh, which is probably his biggest scene in, in Breaking Bad, but he was probably the main character of this episode. I would argue. Yeah, it, it, like he, like you almost couldn't tell if he was good or bad. Like it's like you know he was good. We uh, I was the old crew. This was a little predictable. Oh, like, it, we, it, we it, no, it was. Knew. But then, like once Mandalorian's fighting all the, all these robots, he's like, oh, no, no, don't help him. Let, let's see what he does, and he, he takes them all down. He's like, oh shit. I I when I first saw that scene, I initially thought like this is gonna be his. He's holding back. Not because he wants to see if the Mandalorian is going to get killed, but he's impressed. Like I got the impressed vibe. Like holy shit! No, yo, I know. Like you know, like own. like I want to see what he can do. Yeah, and that's he, the vibe. And he I got. saw that what he can say. Oh, and I shit. do. I do truly feel if the Mandalorian was in trouble at that point, they would have stepped in. Because I would they, like to think because so. they hadn't rescued the yeah, guy yeah. yet, so they kind of needed yeah. him. Uh, the whole point of why all these people are together in the first place is because Ranzar Malk, uh, Mark Boone's character, want, uh, needed to do a rescue mission of somebody yeah. and uh he had a five person team but only had four people needed a fifth got the mandalorian was yeah. going to pay him handsomely um i just feel like the mandalorian cannot say fucking no man. no he's, he's got to learn how to be like he's I'll a nice find, guy he's I'll a nice find guy find another job but the whole point of the mandalorian was though is um zion or zion however you want to pronounce it she's known him in a previous life there yeah. could have even been like a little bit of a love angle and obviously and obviously uh, mark boone's character kind of knew him previously too uh mayfield who was bill burr had no real idea of the mandalorian yeah. but knows the culture of the mandalorian and he's like i'm not fucking impressed by these guys yeah. like, i'm better than that so it was like this whole like whose dick is bigger thing yeah. for a little bit of this episode uh but they go on this search and rescue on this ship that was supposed to only have droids on there the guy who they they found one human on the ship and that guy is a, it's a cameo i can't remember 
Uh, who it was? It's Matt Lanter, but who the fuck is he? He played the voice of Anakin Skywalker. That's it. Thank you. He played the voice of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars series uh, of Star Star Wars. So his another helmet, little... he kind of reminded me of uh, Moranis. Rick Moranis in Spaceballs? As soon as I saw uh, it, it was, I was like... It was a little oversized. Yeah, and I was like, man, that was such a funny... I love Spaceballs. Yeah, so they go on the search and rescue mission, and they successfully do find who they're looking for, which was Quinn. He's another one in the uh, species of the purple... I, I can't remember the species. Yeah, was it her purple. brother? I don't know if it was her brother, but it was like... Brother or friend or one of their old mates or something. Yeah, Yeah. something like that. So they do rescue him. And when they rescue him on this, basically, like I said, humanless ship, um, killing all these droids, they push the Mandalorian into the prison where Quinn was held and leave him behind for dead, which was like, you saw it coming. But, okay, now there's like 12 minutes left. Like, how the fuck is he going to get out of this one? But I think he knew that he was kind of going to MacGyver his way out of that damn thing. I would say, uh, you know, I think we all saw what was going to happen next. Of course, the Mandalorian escapes. By the way, Baby Yoda. He dies, show's over. (laughs) Not with him. Baby Yoda on the ship playing a fucking game with Zero back and forth of come find me. Which was really cool. And then, like, you thought that, you know, his eyes close, his arm goes up. You're like, oh, shit, he's going to use the Force again. Like, I got excited. And then, bang, you're like. Like he looks surprised, like oh shit, did I do that? Like that little, like little surprise look, but oh, when the Mando shoots him yeah, in the back. Uh, so Mandalorian breaks out and uh, he goes. He's to pissed. Find, he goes to find everybody and um, some pretty love cool how, scenes. Love how that was shot. By yeah, the way. little cool scenes, but I think the best cinematography and arguably the series happened when Bill Burr's character was in a hallway trying to find the Mandalorian. Or oh, when from he's him, creeping, and you closer. see him creeping, yeah. and they used a look like the fiend from the WWE using very good lighting and effects of how to like it, the lights would go out and they would pop back on, and he's just like a little closer, it, well, almost like the game Red Light, Green Light. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, and like any horror movie, yeah, yeah. like that's. Um, like that's what this felt like a tale of two episodes one was the classic um, you know rescue mission then the second for like five minutes there it was like almost like a horror movie yeah. when the Mandalorian was trying to hunt them all yep. down um, turns out you know you think that he kills all of them based on the way they end I don't know how on God's green earth Blurg or Berg whatever Blurg Get- fucking survives two doors between the two him. doors getting flame flo- uh, flamethrower to the face the guy t- Took, he takes a beating. And you just see him at the end holding his head like he has a headache. It was I mean let's, let's not kid ourselves. This is a children's yeah. not children's show, but this is a show that would be cool if kids watched it. So they're like they're not gonna But in episode one, they got a guy in half. So I get it, if so facto. Uh and then you think they're all dead. Mandalorian actually outsmarts all of them, captures them all, puts them all in a prison cell where apparently they still are. Um, I don't know if we're ever going to see those characters again. Yeah. I, I just don't. You never know. know then with the whole tracker bit and the, like the whole, that was, that was pretty cool. Well, he says, so Quinn makes it out and he's like, they find each other and he's like, you don't want to kill me because of X, Y, Z. Um, so like, just take me. They have this tracker thing where if you hit the tracker button, the basically this entire group is going to rain fire yeah, down on you. The dude was going to turn on them. And it turns out that that group is all of the. Um, each one of them is something from the original trilogy or something from the, one, one guy producers the, on the film. One guy was literally the, the director of that episode, and the other oh, two right. were directors other directors. Other, yeah. That's right. Um, so like, they kind of did it like like the original trilogy where they didn't have all the money for all these actors, so, so they had people they had it like writers or, or camera guys, sound guys, just be fillers. Yeah. So like that was kind of cool. It was it was cool. It's a nice little like unintentional intentional callback there. Yeah. Uh, but Quinn. Like, they, they make it out. Mandalorian gets his thing. He gets his ship and flies away. And then, uh, what's his face? Uh, Mark Boone's character says, 
kill him. Yep. So the ship is rising up for Quinn to get in it and go apparently chase after the Mandalorian, kill him. But he gets stuck with the tracker and all hellfire gets rained down on those guys. They're dead. Yeah. For he, sure. He ain't going to be in the next episode. They are definitely not going to yeah. be in the next episode, but then they cut to the other characters in a prison and that's how it ends. So it is like the serial Western, like, like plot of the week. And so far through six episodes, again, it's one of those shows where if you miss the previous week, the 30 second little recap is enough. Yeah. Like you don't have, there's the, the plot doesn't flow outside of baby Yoda. Um, like I mean, very it's surrounded much. by him. You episode know? seven is the first episode where it cliffhangs you to next episode where they're going to connect. And, and, and uh, that cliffhanger, I was like, son of a bitch. It's a good one. So episode yeah. seven, yeah. Um, well, first of all, episode six, you don't have to score it, but you said it was like it was arguably the top three. No, 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 no. Seven was the top three. Okay. Six, I, you know, it could, it could be four, three or four. What makes it so good for you? Well, I think maybe just the, the excitement just to see Bill Barlow. We, we know we, we know finally he, he's, saw he's, he's the comedian. We love him. I, I love Clancy Brown. I, I love the fight style. I loved all the, just the, like you said, the practical effects. I love the special effects. I think it's movie quality. I, I, the baby Yoda, like I, they got me on everything. Yeah, I just I just thought it was it was, it was nice tongue in cheek. Um, I will say this since we are talking spoilers. Even after seven is done, we still don't know who was the character who picks up what's oh, her face. We have, we have no idea. We don't know five. if it's Boba Fett. We don't know nothing. We don't know at all. And but I kind of like that. Yep, yeah, me too. Yeah. But Keep in episode guessing. seven, we finally. Get introduced to Gideon Moff, who was yep. um Espinado, Gus Fring. Gus Fring, thank you for Breaking Bad. Bad. Um, also in The Boys. We finally see his character, but this episode overall, right up there with number one, is my favorite yeah. of the series. It's one or two. Easy. It was so good. It was a perfect length, 35 minutes. Yep. Um, How it, mostly all episodes basically are very short. There was short. one random 28 episode, 28 yeah. minute. I think it was episode two. Uh, that was weird, but again, 35 minutes, five minutes of credits. But this one, man. This hit. This was the ultimate fan service episode. I would. I would say they they brought back <coughs> our boy and then heartbreaking. They 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 brought, they brought back our boy. We have spoken. We all love him. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte comes back, and his blurgs. You know, can't forget them. And just like like you said, I think from beginning to end, like I think this episode, like, I there was tension, yeah. and I was ex- finally, especially the ending, like there were stakes, I'm, like stakes, and like my heart's racing. I'm like. Oh, you yeah. you got me invested. You got me excited. So you're doing something right. The in episode four with the people that were invading that small town, it wasn't the Mandalorian's town. It was not his family. I didn't care. I felt no tension. In episode five with the rookie, we all knew how that was going to yeah. end. I felt no tension. Episode three, even when the Mandalorians all come to save him, you knew that wasn't going to be the end of him. He would, mm. or there was no stakes involved. So I didn't feel it yet. This finally there, there were stakes. stakes. There were stakes. Listen. It had, again, Carl Weathers has been a pretty recurring character almost every episode, but you had Carl Weathers. You had Cara Dune, which is Gina Carrado's character, come back. You had Werner Herzog's character yep. come back. You had Giancarlo Espi- uh, Espi- wow. Esposito. Esposito, I can't even say it right now. Um, finally is Moff Gideon. You had Cool back, which is Nick Nolte's character. You had uh, IG-11. You had Taika Waititi yep. come back. We never thought we'd see him again. Well, at least I didn't. No, you said no. you did. But uh, he got I reprogrammed. Thought, I thought we both said that we might see him kind of again, like reprogrammed. I said, I said no. 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 You okay. might have called it, but I said no okay. because Taika has other shit to do. That was actually my, okay. my yeah. quote. Okay, that was it. And yeah. I was like, I don't think he's dead. Okay. Yeah, so he's definitely showed, dead. They show they show a clip that our boy went back and yeah. re- reprogrammed them over cool. and over to get him to Yeah, cool. Nick Nolte's character 
finds him, reprograms him to be a service droid where he loves to pour tea. Yeah. But in the first three, four minutes, we have everyone back. Like yep. I said, it was the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate yeah. of the Mandalorian. All of our favorite characters are back. But you know when all this happens that bad things are around the yeah, corner. Unfortunately. There was one big plot hole we'll talk about probably towards the end once we kind of go through the episode. But what made this episode great for you? I, I would just say the, the pacing, just mm-hmm. kind of how everything was set up. And like maybe maybe the team up seeing old characters, seeing new characters finally that we've been waiting for all season long. And and especially that damn cliffhanger. Yeah. You know, now I'm just like, what the F? Yeah. So Carl Weathers, the point of this episode, Carl Weathers tries to get the Mandalorian back via his hologram, puck, whatever. And he says, listen, um, the client, we have to, the client is Werner Herzog, by the way. We have to go kill him. He's not going to stop sending troops to kill Baby yeah. Yoda uh, until we get rid and of we, him. And we- and we all knew that his plan was there's only going to be four four guys there. And if you really thought there was just going to be four guys there, come like on. how would you know? Now, granted, when you open the door, there are four guys. Yeah. But uh, if so, factor there's a whole town yeah. of stormtroopers with him. But he says, "Come back. Well, here's the plan. We'll do this, that, and the other, and you'll kill him, and then we'll kind of be free from all this tyranny. We won't have people coming after Baby Yoda. We need this to happen." So he, the the Mandalorian trusts him, and he has these other three bounty hunters from the guild with him. Carl Weathers mm-hmm. does, and so. So he says, okay, well, if you have these bounty hunters with you from the guild, I'm bringing my little army, too, of uh, Cool, uh, Cara Dune, which is Gina Carrado, and then also the little beasties that, that Nick Nolte's character has. And also, I'm going to bring IG-11, but he's going to stay on the ship yeah. uh, with Baby Yoda. Hey, by the way, Carl Weathers' character says, okay, I have a plan. Like, Let's bring Baby Yoda. And then Mandalorian says, no, no, no. Stay on the ship with him. We... We'll bring like the we'll bring the empty little yeah, sleep sack, as I call it, uh, the little pod with us as like a ploy for them to let us in and everything, and then we'll kill them all. So they're traveling on this lava planet. They set up camp for the night, and guess what? Out of nowhere, which was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I no, this. it was. It this was. was legitimately. I gave it a little jump. The little little jump scare got me there. These little bird dinosaur things come out of nowhere and fuck shit up and cause all this chaos between the groups. Yeah, I still can't believe one was able to actually pick up one of the Blorgs and fly yeah. away. I still don't know if they have the... I think that might have been an overweight, a little maximum load capacity, but I, dig- I digress. Uh, so it actually, there were some stakes there. Gina Carrado with her mini gun Which blaster, was cool, which was awesome. Yeah, killed one of them. Two of them fly off after they have a couple of kills. One of the bounty hunters and one of the blurgs, blurgs, blags, whatever the hell they're called. I think they're blurgs. And, uh, and and there was some stakes there. They wake up the next morning. They get to the town, and all of a sudden, Carl Weathers turns around. Boom, boom, just shoots. Kills the other two bounty hunters and says, Mando, I'm not going to lie. I was just going to kill you and yeah, take the we, damn we baby. were going until we found out that, oh, shit, he's got healing abilities. Because Carl Wells gets, he gets barely cut by one of the little bird things. and Oh, yeah, yeah, the Mini poison. Yoda, he heals him. That's yeah. how they find out and, why he's... You know. And also, uh, because of the Mandalorian, like, being willing to save him and work with him, he kind of felt like, I can't do this to you. So, but yeah, but did you still get the feeling like he, those bounty hunters were completely um, replaceable? They were completely, like... Whatever. Well, once the, once they cut to this feel? once they cut to this scene where they were behind them all of a sudden, I was like, okay, they're about to die. Yeah, classic like, wrestling yeah, heel turn. It was yeah, it was it's, that that you was could see yeah. a heel turn coming from a mile away, and you could kind of see that too. But I almost even after he killed them, they were completely disposable characters. I was like, I still don't trust them. I still yeah. don't trust Carl Weathers. But they go into the client's uh, hold. Um, yeah. And they're ready to hand over Baby Yoda, but also kill him. They even have this thing where Gina Carrado and um, 
Carl Weathers were like they handcuffed the Mandalorian as like a play, yeah. a ploy to bring him to in. Bring him in, yeah. Um, and then they sit down. Werner Herzog says, "Let me see the child." I love his the yeah, way he yeah, talks. He does have a cool accent. Never ever seen a Star Wars movie, by the way. But he's let, you know, let me see the child. Oh no, he's sleeping. You can't right now. And then all of a sudden, Moff Gideon calls him. Yep. And says, "You might want to check again." You see him wave, and all of a sudden, Hellfire, like well, episode five of Breaking Bad. Of the, well, I'm well, sorry, season yeah. five. Well, to me, I kind of thought that was like the baby's there. He goes, yeah, the baby's here, and then he opens fire. When he like, I think he was just confirming that he was here, and then he just shot. Then he just shot in. He says the baby's sleeping, and then he says, "You might want to check again." That's the last line. And then, then he shoots and everyone, he shoots kill, everyone, and kills you know it, him and his crew. Yeah, it was like Breaking Bad, and when Walter White just shoots, but everyone he, but the he didn't know that he was there or not, though. Like, he knew. He knew that he wasn't there. Yeah, because he says in his little speech. This is part of my plot hole, yeah, so okay, I'll get to okay. it. I'll get to it in a okay. minute. But uh, and all of a sudden, all these troopers, and then even more stormtroopers are joining. Yeah. And then an, I think it's called an X-wing. No, it's not an X-wing. That's the good. That star. Uh, no, X-wing. No, or, yeah, X-wing. It's yeah. part of a Star Trek, but it's not an X-wing. It's a Tie Fighter, I think they call okay. it. Yeah. The little pod with yeah. the wings. It drops down where Moff Gideon comes out, and he basically gives a speech or whatever, and that's where they kind of leave it. Mandalorian, meanwhile, as Baby Yoda's trying to get back to the ship with uh, Nick Nolte's character on his little blurg, uh, where IG-11 is, and he's like, guys, just no one's going to get through this ship. All of a sudden, holy shit, uh, they are. Go, go, yeah. go. Uh, he's riding his blurg as fast yeah. as he can to get back to the ship. These two people, these two troopers, overhear the, the comm for some reason. That was a little weird. Yeah, I, I didn't understand that. How did they? I was curious. Like, how did they get the comm then? I have no idea how they were able to intercept that comm. Somebody please tell us that was part of my plot hole. Yeah, that, that was. And then all of a sudden they get on speeder bikes. They chase after him. And there's this intense chase scene. Is he going to be able to get back to the ship? My whole point with that is, like, if Moff Gideon knew, which he did, in part of the speech he says, like, I know he's not here now, but pretty soon you're going to realize that we're going to find him and we're going to get this baby. That's how he sent off. Yeah. He said, pretty soon my people are going to are going to come back with this kid. Like, he knew that the kid wasn't there. Why wouldn't you just take your laser fighting TIE fighter and kill and go get him, yeah. yourself? Why are you parking and giving a speech while two random people that happen to hear an overcom? Yeah, that, that, that was my only – I was just like, how the hell did they like hear his comms? Like, he could have just taken all those dro- yeah. all those troopers and himself Went right to there. the Mando ship and just done it himself there. And, never, and while the Mando's yeah. even gone, just do your worst and take the kid. Now, granted – the kid gets taken anyway. Baby Yoda is, is taken anyway, so yeah. like, in the end, he wins. Pretty big plot hole for me that you could have just, while the Mandalorian was at this bar, you could have let the whole thing happen. You knew it was happening because yeah. you told Werner Herzog. And then by the time they're done, you're already gone, and then he knows nothing. And it's and you could have been clean escape, and the Mandalorian has yeah. no idea who you are, where you're at, or nothing. And now you just have him bogged down in a bar with Gina Carrado's yeah. character. And uh, is there another one there? Yeah, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. And so, like, the double... The double cliffhanger is, number one, they don't resolve the Moff yeah. Gideon thing. So they are still, as of the end of the episode, stuck in this cantina. Yeah. Like, With how are they going right to get there. out? So pl- uh, please someone DM us. Like, <laughs> let us know how you think that he got their link, their comm. Like, were they on the same channel? Like, I, I, But how are they? Did like, they bug his fucking... I, I, I didn't was, see them do that. Like, yeah, that was maybe my Maybe we o- missed it. That was my only thing that I was like, huh, how did they get that? So uh, when all these YouTubers come out with their reviews, I'll watch those to see if one of them spots yeah. it and, and sees how. And hopefully like, 
hopefully it's not a giant plot hole like yeah. I think it is and and like it is something that was able to be resolved but I'm just sitting there like my goodness gracious like you could have just saved yourself a whole bunch of time a whole bunch of potential casualties yeah. and a whole bunch of effort and just done it yourself but the other major cliffhanger is unfortunately Nick Nolte's character will not be speaking yeah, anymore yeah that that was how they shot that, I like and revealed it. I thought that was just great. Yeah, let's but call. I, it, let's say this: he doesn't make it yeah. back to the ship. Baby Yoda's on the ground. The troopers pick it up and take it back on their speeder bikes. And Nick Nolte's character is is dead. Him and his and his blur are dead. So it was the it was it was it was the best cliffhanger so far. Yeah. Ah, maybe episode one was a pretty like what the fuck moment because yeah. none of us knew. Yeah. But it was still like ah oh, like I was like. The ending again. I was like, "Oh shit!" I was hyped. My heart was racing. Into that, it's like, "Oh man!" The the again. We have another. We have one episode yeah. to try and tie this up before yeah. next year. I again. I hope they don't leave us on some giant cliffhanger. And I hope it's not just a thirty-five. I'll take like a forty-five. But I'm, there's good. There has to be some kind of. I also hope they don't just. I also hope they don't just finish it and rush it. No, like, I, I want no, Moff Gideon you, to be around. You for, have to get us excited. Gideon. Or give us something extra to get it. Maybe they show us Boba Fett season, you know, episode eight. Maybe we, maybe we get that. Maybe yeah. we get a Darth Vader. I don't know what the fuck they're going to. We're going to. I think we're going to see the uh, again. I can't remember her name. The Asian character from a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see her again. There's I, no way they got Ming Now went for a a, a five minute cameo. Yeah. And no I also way. think we're going to see who that person who picks her up was. Um, I personally think they're going to join the Mandalorian side. I think they're going to fight oh, with him. That would be cool. That would be uh, cool. Against Moff Gideon and his army. I just hope that it's not resolved, but I also hope that it's not some major cliffhanger. My assumption is it will be a major cliffhanger, yeah. and we Baby Yoda will not be back in the hands of the Mandalorian by yeah. the time Episode Eight ends, and we'll have to wait for Season 2, because that will be the big thing. Yeah. But I hope it's still Moff Gideon. I just, uh, man, of all the characters to meet their end, this was the one that, that I was it like, hurt. please it, don't, and it, it hurt. It was one of both of our favorite characters. I mean, obviously there wasn't many characters really on the show to like to, you know, yeah. to be your favorite, but obviously he was. Just Nick Nolte did a great job. Now, to tie it all together, we talked about the plot hole, we, potential plot hole. We yeah. talked about what we loved. There's a theory that you heard that I found yeah. really interesting. Why don't you talk about so it? So I was talking to both our friends, Bob Snyder, and he kind of said, you know, after you see the episode, mess with me. Let me know what you think. I let him know when we were both like, it was, you know, one of the best episodes. He goes, question, who who shot him? Was it the Speed Racer guys or was it the Android? Oh, yeah. We should probably mention IG-88. the entire episode, IG-11. The entire episode, they keep mentioning how the Mandalorian does not trust the droid, even yeah. though he was reprogrammed. And every character says, guys, Mando. He's not programmed to shoot and, and kill anymore. And even and he, he didn't trust. He said, him. He tried, "Do you trust me, Mando? Like I built it, I did it, blah blah." blah. So he said, "Who who do you think shot us?" And you know what? That's a good question. Yeah. And kind of how crazy would it be if after twenty minutes after says Mando, trust me in my work, he and no, gets and shot now that it. I'm thinking as he's now like now just now thinking like as he's coming back to the ship, the way the way they show you the blur the blurg and him dead. The Blurg's dead first, and he's kind of behind it, so it makes sense that it could have been the android. I didn't suspect that at first. Like, kind of, I was like, Bob, you, you, you kind of could be onto something now. Yeah, I think like you think he was programmed to protect him, that he would actually shoot the speeders and not him. So it, it kind of brought you know got me questioning myself now. Yeah, it was. A, it's a really good theory that yeah. I see a lot of mm. potential truth yeah. to. 
And I, I think it's a good call out, so I you know had to give some props to Bob for that. So episodes six and seven of The Mandalorian really redeeming itself. Really good episodes, and I'm really happy this show is on a high point. Sad that there's only one episode left, um, but that'll be next Friday. Yeah. Uh, so again, we'll have it on 167. We won't have it on 166. No Mandalorian talk next week because the episode dropped two days early, which happened to be the day we're recording. Um, so we don't have we don't have to yeah. talk about episode 166 that'll be just the rise of skywalker maybe some uh you know potential talk about the mandalorian if news drops or maybe if that theory is confirmed whatever but we had episode three of crisis on infinite earths the cw crossover Uh, episode four and five are in january last week if you want to hear sam's impressions of one and two check out episode 164 what'd you think of episode three this is easily cw's (laughs) best crossover event ever this episode could could potentially be my favorite a lot uh, so much shit actually happened you have a huge cameo i would say just as big as tom welling coming back from smallville to get this cameo i know we reported this actor on set before um so it wasn't really a shock but how they did it and how it worked it was it was just great i don't want to spoil it justin because i I really want you guys to be surprised so I'm, i'm not gonna really tell you anything spoilery but i'll just say there are a lot of deaths in this episode so Damn. i don't know what Thanos they're gonna style. i don't know what they're gonna do for episode four and five because they, they have a lot a lot to do with I, such little time left and I, I i just have to give them kudos to to just be able to do crisis on infinite earth like this is on like a scale that you think probably deserves the movies but what they're able to do on this tv show is amazing and to get all these actors brandon ralph is spectacular Superman as it I kind of feel a little bit bad when they have Tyler Hecklin next to him it's like oh my god like you're so like puny next to, to Brandon <laughs> Ralph but he's humongous when he's yeah. like the superior Superman he's absolutely great I suggest everyone watch Crisis on Infinite Earths watch for, if I hope you're watching like the whole way so you can understand every show but if not if you could just catch the crisis I think it's definitely worth your time we have another show that may potentially be worth your time as it's coming to an end. Season 3 of Marvel's Runaways. We have the review per IGN of the entire season. Again, this is the final season of the Runaways. So if you haven't checked out 1 and 2 and you want to catch up, I would suggest to do so before you uh, watch episode or season 3. The best part of Runaways' third and final season is its finale, which feels like faint praise. But never discount the value of going out on a high note. The rest of the season leading up to the final hurrah is a mixed bag, though still an earnest improvement over season two. Once we're able to leave the full something arc, I don't want to spoil it, something arc behind, which thankfully takes up less than half the season, the series begins to blossom under the new drama of a new danger. It's too bad this didn't happen earlier. 8 7 5 Damn, I was going to say that too. Yeah. I ne- never watched the show. I heard actually good things about season one. I don't know about two. I just don't even know if I'm going to get to it. I don't have Hulu. It got canceled, so it's like, what am I even going to get invested in? I'm already backed up on so much shit. I'm almost on Naruto Shippuden. That's a 500-episode show. I got like... Have you skipped any episodes? No, I watched everything. And, and Naruto was man. 230, and I watched all of that. So I'm I'd almost rather done. watch The Walking Dead. I'm on like the last like maybe 25 episodes, so... <sighs> the finish line is in sight. About time. Uh, there is a new show announced that I'm super hyped on, but it's not really a show. More like a very, very mini series. Pokemon Twilight Wings was announced. This is a little mini pre-series 
before the anime goes to Galar, they're doing, uh, what is it, seven five-minute episodes introducing you to the region of Galar, to its characters, to its Pokemon, all on YouTube, uh, releasing in January. They did this for Sun and Moon. Uh, I think it was 17 episodes. It was called Pokemon Generations. And then they did that Pokemon Origins back in 2013, which we both loved. They were full 20-minute episodes. This is a little short, five-minute episodes, seven of them to get you hyped for the new season of the anime. I'm hyped because I just want to see more of Gala. Okay. I love that it's short and sweet. Yep. I love that it's free on YouTube. Yep. But I'm really not a fan of the name. I think they could have done better than Twilight Wings. I ha- I, I, I got to I gotta be honest. As I think of like what Twilight Wings could be from the game, I don't make a connection. So I'm like, okay, I'm if it's like a new Pokemon, maybe they'll announce at the end. And yeah. It's but got I, wings I, and it goes to space. I like the, I like the idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like the uh, that we're going to have more Pokemon soon, which is always fun for me. The Griswolds, a vacation series, is in talks for HBO Max. Please no. I was like, it can't be the original. It can't be nah, the same cast. It has to be a whole recast. It's going to be a younger. Funny, I just rewatched Christmas Vacation. We all, it's every just, year. Just, it's a, a, just a, a classic. classic. Just a classic. It would be my number one. It, it, it would just be tough. No, number two. It, it would just like look at the Griswolds. Like you're not the Griswolds. Yeah. you're somebody else. Yeah, anybody that's Chevy Chase is Clark. It just doesn't work for yeah. me at this point. No, I just I, this is a series it, we don't need. It'll, it'll be tough. It'll be tough to get to get used to. We're I don't do know. a new vacation every week. It's not gonna work for me. Yeah, don't need it's it. Too much. CBS All Access orders a season two for the uh, Picard show. Oh yeah, before before, before it even, even aired, yeah. it was, yeah. it was the uh, Patrick Stewart show. He's yeah. you know, back as Captain Picard. Uh, I just never got into that TV show. Well, you show. also don't have CBS All Access. Yes, I mean, hey, I'm I'm glad to see it. Like they they have such faith in it that they're gonna give it a give it a go. Yeah, I had somebody at work. He's like, dude, CBS All Access, it's great. Like, I love this show. It's so good. I said, how many episodes you watch? Like, dude, I just watched the pilot, but it's so good. That was like six months ago when this news dropped. I texted him I was like, yo, season two, bro. Um, I can't I cancel it. He's like <laughs> he's like I haven't watched Star Trek and and whatever since that. So I was like, are you gonna watch Picard? He's like, I don't know. I was like, you just were raving about the Star Trek show. I think it's like Discovery or something like that. Yeah, I think it is. But uh, yeah, it's a shame that Star Trek, Star Wars is about to make $2 billion and Star Trek is on CBS All Access. Well, potentially getting their fourth movie. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Yeah, that's not happening. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is getting a CG animated series coming to Netflix, not to be confused with the Kevin Smith animated series that's also coming. So if you like He-Man, you about to get a lot. No, like, I'm actually kind of excited because I thought it was like, I was like, wait a minute, didn't we already, like, we we know about Kevin Smith's show. That's, that's not new. I, I do love He-Man. I don't know if you watched the old cartoon growing up. I did. Very, I, very seldomly. My brother was a big He-Man guy. I am not a I He-Man guy. I freaking loved it. Um, you know me with animated shows. Yeah. Like, it's really you, you, gotta you, hook me. Yeah, you, you were late, I would say, to, to the animated stuff. But you give me two for He-Man, I'll take it. I'll take it over in the gaming space. And let's start it big. We got the November MPD. I love the NPD. It's like... What my favorite thing every month ever? Uh, so let's yeah. see again. I'm sure. Let's see. Well, Nintendo remember, Switch will take it over. Well, remember, the Nintendo Switch was the strongest selling mm-hmm. console. It is every month this year because again, it's the newest one. It's selling like hotcakes. It's not the Wii U, uh, which is nice. But remember, Black Friday is a part of this. Just remember. That. Oh, okay, yeah. Just remember that. Um, which I will still say a shocking list, which is pretty cool. Um, a little bit of a cheap list. I'm also going to say, but number ten. A game that came out in October, albeit October 31st, 
Luigi's Mansion 3. Huh? Still hanging. That's cool. Very, very cool for it to, to hit that spot. Number nine, surprisingly, Need for Speed Heat, the new Need for Speed game. Didn't think there was an yeah. audience anymore. Now, I think part of that is because Forza for Xbox, it's big, giant okay, racing yeah. game, took a year off for the first time so in like a decade. Something. So maybe the racing fans just needed to kind of clamor for something. Or it was on sale mega fucking cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I can't confirm. Uh, number eight, NBA 2K20. Number seven, Death Stranding. Wow. Number, number six, Madden NFL 20. Number five, Pokemon Shield. Number four, Pokemon Sword and Shield's double pack. The double pack yeah. outsold Shield by itself. I don't know what that says. Where, where's Sword at? Number three, Pokemon Sword. Okay. <laughs> uh, which is funny because... Um, Damn, Pokemon got three, four, and five. That's why it's a little bit of a cheap list. If yeah. you actually combine it, it's number two. Yeah, okay. But anyway, uh, I I don't like the fact that Pokemon's taking up three spots. I wish they would just... They're three yeah, skews. They should have, yeah. I get it, and technically they're separate games because of the exclusive stuff, but it's all Pokemon. Give me a fucking break. I would just like you to combine it and then get some other games a chance to shine. Uh, but number two, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Keep in mind, they came out the same day. So that's tough for both yeah. parties. Granted, maybe different audiences. I'm a sucker. I bought both. Of course. Hell, I bought two copies of Star Wars because I bought one for my buddy Rob for his birthday. Uh, number one, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is no surprise. Yeah, it shouldn't be. That the Call of Duty game that came out in November was the top selling game in November. But Pokemon technically would have been number two. Now, also, we had the Game Awards. Yeah, the Game Awards. Um, it was... Uh, did you watch it live? I did. I was about an hour and a half late because Helena was just not having a good night. Um, they were on her birthday. She was just not having yeah. a good night that night. We put her to bed a little later. Plus, she just she was crying, yeah. um, teething, all this stuff. So I watched about an hour and a half late. I caught the first big announcement, which we'll talk about yeah. here. I have, I have the announcements. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, the Xbox, the new Xbox. But uh, a lot of the other stuff, I was super late to the party. And because it's so fucking long bro jeff you got to cut an hour out of this thing at least uh i just i just gave up yeah because i texted you i said great do i have to watch the game awards you were like no so i didn't i didn't watch the whole thing and i just kind of just basically who won and then i went to the video and kind of i picked and choose yeah we we're not going to be doing a recap of who won all the awards i see no reason to do that whatsoever never will um we're not like a huge re uh like award show show if you will but um, I will say this, set was that seventy two percent uptick in ratings this year, forty five million streams. That makes it almost as viewed as the Grammys and the Oscars combined. You tell me, video games aren't healthy? I can't tell you the last time I even watched the Grammys or the Oscars. I, I don't know that, that like I think I watched it years ago. Like there's a couple jokes, but again, something like that too freaking long that's like three four plus hours you said the same thing about this this was what two hours yeah so i mean no the this show yeah it's like three or four. Oh, so oh. and it didn't even fucking start till nine nine it was like eight thirty. tune in and they're like half hour pre-show and i'm like i don't want a half yeah. hour fucking pre-show didn't start till that's nine o'clock like, eastern and, but that's, that's, okay so that's all shows bro whether it's game awards grams oscars four hours is too long make it like two hours short and sweet we don't got the time. There's so much shit, like other shit, to get our attention. We got games to play. We got shows to watch. <laughs> Star Wars is coming out. Yeah, uh, they did have, like I said, a a pretty huge. Um, I'm just I'm just glad 
that Death Stranding didn't get Game of the Year. Because if it got Game of the Year, that would have been complete bullshit. The fix would have been in. I mean, and, and the game that won, I don't I don't even know nothing about it. So it's like, uh, yeah, I'm happy for it. So even in the pre-show, they did a bunch of announcements. The first one was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is getting Cable, Iceman, Gambit, and Phoenix as free DLC uh, on December 23rd. That's cool. Uh, so that's cool. Um, then they had some guy on who is a refugee, uh, Luol Mayen. He's a developer from the South Sudan who kind of wanted to tell about the refugee experience. So he has a game coming out called Salam. Uh, this is a Facebook game about surviving as a refugee. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, a lot of these things were just like, let's keep moving. Uh, they had Maneater footage, which is actually a cool game. It looks like it's a game where you're a shark and you just you just eat the wow. fuck out of people and you kill them in very very cool ways. They tried to do this in PlayStation Two, just remake Echo. with a Jaws game, but th- now this is Maneater. It looks pretty cool, but not really for me. Final Fantasy Remake got a new trailer. Yep. Um, it looks great. It looks fantastic. But it's just not, it's not nothing new. Yeah. Um, then Churches Played, which I don't give a fuck about. Um, then the first announcement of the main show. The main show. Jeff Keighley comes on. And he's like, guys, there are things that are going to happen tonight. That there were no leaks. There were no rumors. There was nothing. We were able to keep this a secret. And here you go. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. I just wait. I just wanted to hear the, but I didn't. It wasn't the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. I see this cool little montage of things happen. I'm like, what game is this that I don't give a fuck about? And all of a sudden, it shows Halo. It shows Master Chief. And I was like, all right. Like we know Infinite's coming. Yeah. This isn't a new Halo game. And then it shows a different game that I know. So I'm like, we're getting the new Xbox. Holy shit! And we did. We got the Xbox Series X. What'd you think? How can I say? I see a lot of memes of people adding that on Death Stranding, like he's carrying that big ass thing. That's hilarious. I, I don't like how it looks. I'll be straight up honest. It looks like a PC tower. I don't like the tower. Um, like it, you it, can lay it down. Okay, I was say I was number one. If I had to stand it up, I would have to and, and got it. I would have to get a whole new like system because yeah. the way I have my things, it wouldn't fit. I agree. I don't like. The- I don't like the name. I don't like just what now they say it's just Xbox. Yeah, they have said that this is a, the Series X is a part of like an umbrella that it's going to be under. There's Anaconda, there's Lockhart that they haven't really announced yet. It's just called the Xbox, and then they're going to have series of different Xboxes under the family. So they're trying. I mean, you could just do a PlayStation, didn't go one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, but it, I don't know it, the, the look, the I name. Love the I, look. I, I, mean, I love it. I, I, I hope you do. You, you, you got all your Xbox. I hope you like it. For me, it, it wasn't my cup of tea. It didn't do it for me. I, I think the fucking design is wonderful. I think it's beautiful. I think it's perfect. I think it's sleek. Uh, again, sleek. Uh, it's, it's this fucking big. It's very sleek. It's very rounded. It's, I don't know, it, it looks pretty, great. Look pretty big to me. No, it's the size of a controller. It's it's, it's pretty tall, mm. but oh. still like slim. Uh, it's not this big fat fucking Xbox. It looks like a VCR from 1971, yeah. like the fucking Xbox yeah. One was. That thing's a piece of shit. That's sitting under my steps right now. Yeah. I don't even have it plugged in. I have my Xbox One S upstairs, nice and tidy on the entertainment system, brother. But uh, I was looking for the disc drive on this thing. I was like, all right, where is it at? And I had like this vision in my head. I hope the top pops off, and you could just pop the disc in like the PlayStation Two Slim with the little circle, and you pop it in instead of sliding it through. I but no, it, yeah. it's at the it's bottom. A, it's a slide. It's at the bottom. You slide it yeah. in horizontally. Yeah, that's what I which I, it's whatever. It's actually a pretty neat little hiding spot for the disc. Um, the controller will be similar. 
it will be so the xbox one controller is widely known as the best controller in video gaming it scores the best with audiences even playstation fans it's got the best controller right now it has a 95 percent customer satisfaction rating everybody likes it but they were polled hey what can make it better people said a dash smaller so that's what they did they actually made it a little bit smaller they made the d-pad a little bit more accessible and this is uh, apparently in test audiences now testing at 98% customer satisfaction. So the best controller in the business, getting a little bit better, <coughs> which I appreciate. I haven't coughed all week, but, you know, we're here doing the show, so of course <laughs> I'm coughing. Uh, and this, to me, uh, it's a $500 machine. It has to be. Yeah. It, it just has to be. But also, this ain't it. Like, again, Anaconda, Lockhart, we're going to get a Switch-style thing, in my opinion. We're going to get a smaller, on-the-go okay, yeah. thing. Now... What Xbox has in their pocket is this xCloud thing where it lets you play on the tablets or whatever you have that PlayStation and Google are trying to do, but their Xbox has it kind of cornered. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work, but they're also doing a disc- discless one where you can do all digital, much like they have in the market now, the Xbox One S all digital version, uh, which is the sad. But uh, I-, I think for Xbox fans, this is great. It's great news. It's a great start. What sucks, and they announced the game with it, they announced Hellblade 2, uh, which was originally a PlayStation exclusive. Yep. Xbox bought the studio. So now this moving forward is going to be an Xbox exclusive. What sucks is, you know Hellblade's coming. You know there's a couple other games coming. You know Halo Infinite is going to launch on, on launch day. But th- th- Xbox just doesn't have a great lineup of games. Nothing, the, nothing big like coming at launch to get you excited. Besides buy- Halo. Yeah. But like... And there's going to probably be a couple things more. Launch is usually like, here's the big killer app, and here's some other cool things, but they usually wait a couple months to bring you the rest. Um, Unless it's really close to holiday and they launch a couple other things, but like, PlayStation could launch the PS5 tomorrow. Well, let's call it this way. PlayStation 5 could launch a month after the Series X. It could be lower in graphical fidelity, and it could be $50 more expensive. And it will outsell oh, the I'm Xbox sure. because of the game. Yeah, because that's what people want. You launch it with Uncharted Five, Horizon Two, a Spider-Man sequel, a God of War sequel. Yeah. One of them. Something. Not even yeah. all of them. One of them. Yeah. And you're outselling the Xbox One X Series X. I'm sorry. So see, you, I'm already so, getting it. Fun. So you don't think Halo is enough to push people over the edge to go get it? Halo Five was arguably the most disappointing game in the franchise. It pushed the series back. And by the way, the game came out in fourteen. So you don't fifteen. You don't think the new the new trailer that they showed or Halo you know. it had nothing to do with Halo though. Yeah. That was an Xbox trailer. Halo Infinite. Halo has been irrelevant for years. Yeah, true. The game five sucked. So the last good one that came out came out on the three sixty in Halo Four, yeah. which was twenty twelve, twenty eleven. And the Halo Showtime series is on its 37th director. We have no idea <laughs> yeah. when it's actually going to come out, if it's going to be any good. Hopefully it comes they out. They tried it on the Halo channel to bring us live action. No one gave a fuck. So Halo is losing it. It's losing its popularity. Meanwhile, The Last of Us. Just Uncharted, growing, just growing. All on the way up. Yeah. Xbox missed the boat for four years with the one, and they're going to have to do so much digging. Now, granted, they acquired 15 studios all doing cool things, yeah. or at least they're all doing things. I won't say cool. A lot of these games haven't spoken to me yet. <coughs> but where is the awesome... Sing- H- H- Suna 2, Hellblade 2, not working for me. So where is the awesome single-player 
action-adventure, third-person, like Spider-Man, God of War, Uncharted, Last of Us, and, and Horizon Zero Dawn. It's not, that, it's it's not, not there. there. It's not there. You have Gears of War, which, don't get me wrong, 5 was really cool. They're five ba- was really so, good. so that's where they're banking on, that and Hellblade. But you also have Xbox Game Pass, which all these Xbox games come to day one, so you don't even have to buy the fucking game if you're subscribed to Game Pass, which, don't get me wrong, is the best value in gaming. Devil May Cry 5 was on that within five months of launch. Which one best uh, action, action game? Um, really cool exception Shout out to speech. DM5. Uh, but yeah, I, I just don't see a future where Xbox can fight for first. Xbox right now is fighting Nintendo for second. Wow. PlayStation's that's just, yeah. no, that's no, just like, where it's going to well, be. It makes sense what you say, and it sounds right. Because I know day one, I'm getting PlayStation 5. Day one, I'm going to fucking no games coming out for it. <laughs> well, we know one is coming out really soon afterwards. It's called Godfall. It's announced for PlayStation 5. There was a pretty neat trailer. Uh, and at the very end, it showed a PlayStation logo, and hidden in the background was a 5. And Jeff Kidd was like, did you catch that? There's a 5. Thanks, Jeff. We yeah. all know the fucking five's coming, you piece of shit. Then we heard the Nintendo Switch logo. I'm psyched. I'm like, holy shit. We're getting the Bayonetta 3 trailer, or we're getting Metroid Prime HD. We're getting something. And we got something. We got a sequel, Bravely Default 2. This game was a hit, a sleeper smash hit on the 3DS. A lot of people calling for a sequel. I'm not one of them. I don't. It takes me a lot to get into a, a full fledged RPG um, that's not Pokemon. So like, okay, I, I appreciate that it's coming. It's made from the folks that have done Octopath Traveler, which was a very great game and, and sold real well. This is great for a lot of people. It's not necessarily not for, for me. Gotcha. Warframe got a late uh, an update. Magic the Gathering, which was basically on all night, just like Magic the Gathering. Whatever you did to get on the Game Awards marketing list, good for you, because it might have been called the Game Awards brought to you by Magic the Gathering. Uh, PUBG's next game is called Prologue. We got a very short snippet there. Uh, Nakamura steals the show again. They say with uh, player unknowns, dude. It was a sh- it was a fucking teaser. Like there was nothing to it. J.J. Um, Abrams. Said that Star Wars and Force Knight are crossing over. No one gives a shit um, except for everyone. <laughs> I, just, I don't like it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, then we had the the League of Legends is getting its first ever single-player game called Ruin King, a League of Legends story, which is cool for League of Legends fans. Again, not for me. Um, we got something about Cyberpunk's music, which, no, which I didn't care about. Boulder's Gate Dark Alliance is getting a prequel. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. We got a new Ori and the Will of the Wisps uh Footage, which was actually really cool. The Muppets came out on stage to announce an award, but then a goose came out, which was awesome because I'm like, yo, the goose from Untitled Goose game is there. Uh, We got uh, the first game from the co-creators of Dishonored and Prey, uh, which is, what was it called? Uh, I can't remember what it was called. Weird, was it Weird West? So we got Weird West. The Magic the Gathering is now becoming an MMO. Then we had... um, Ghost of Tsushima got the full trailer. I saw so what'd you think I of that? Saw it. I actually, it looks beautiful. It looks like a fun game. It was a mix of a little bit of gameplay and you know a little bit of what, CG trailer. Yeah, CG trailer. It was it done in fun. it was done in engine, which is a good sign that that game's gonna look goddamn gorgeous. It, it, I wouldn't say mid twenty twenty. I think yeah. is what it said. Were you a, are you a samurai guy? Yeah, I always like I love last, last samurai. I, I own a samurai sword. I actually won a samurai sword from Games Workshop years ago, which I eventually then sold. But honestly, I, I think I'm going to pick up this game. Yeah, it was a winter 2020, so that definitely means this is going to be a PS5 launch title. Um, we're probably going to get a PS4 version, but it's going to be upscaled to PS5 as well, which was cool if, about this if trailer. If that's the case, I'll probably hold off for PS5 to get it. Like, um, I'll get it for get, PS5. Yeah, I think they're probably going to go day and date. I wouldn't be surprised if they mm. just launch both at the same time. Um, we saw that with 
Zelda Twilight Princess. We saw that with a couple different things. Uh, the Game Awards Orchestra was in, actually in the back of this trailer playing along with it, which actually kind of made it really boisterous. I really like that, too. Um, we got... Uh, I think... Why does it say summer 2020? Maybe maybe they are they're not going to do day and date. Maybe it will be different. Who knows? Gears Tactics has got a release date of April twenty eighth. Um, we have Nakara Blade Point, which is like Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, but based in China. Um, we got some other bullshit about tactical something or other. Like this is where I fell asleep, so I, I don't care. <laughs> Beat Saber gets a new music pack with six songs from Green Day, who actually had a. Um, a live on-stage performance. Beat Saber is a VR game that's kind of like super hot. It's really, really good. And now you can kind of play. It's like it's like a sword you play along to the beat where you kill people to the beat. Okay, okay. And Green Day is going to be in that. So if I can kill wow. people to Green Day music, that's actually pretty cool. It's a bonus. Um, Amazon's MMO New World is out May 2020. Uh, we got uh, Surgeon Simulator 2. Great. The Wolf Among Us is getting a sequel, which is actually cool. Everybody thought that was dead. Elder Scrolls Online is coming with Skyrim next year. And then they ended the show with the big giant announcement that everyone was waiting for. Fast and the Furious Crossroads. Wow. Like, uh, talk about a game we don't need. With Vince Vaughn. Or not Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vin Vince Diesel. Uh, Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. Like, a prominent character. It's getting a spinoff from Slightly Made Studios, the developer behind Project Cars. This was first of all, it looks like a PlayStation Two game and yeah. a bad one. I'm, yeah, I just did saw you see it. that trailer. I did, and I was like, "Come on, man! Like, I'm barely hanging on for the movies. You're gonna hit us with a game? Yeah. Come oh, on!" Oh, they also gave us a Birds of Prey trailer. Wow, Birds of, a Birds of Prey trailer. I, and I'm still like, this movie. I don't know, man. It, it, I I hope it's good. I I want to like it because I love Margot Robbie, and I really hope that dude they do justice to Black Black Mask. Um, what'd you think of the uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice winning game of the year? I, I I didn't play it, so it's like I I wish I played it so I can kind of talk more on. It. I'm just glad that it wasn't anything but Death Stranding. That that's where I was there. Yeah. Did you play Sekiro or no? You didn't. You didn't play none of that. All right. Nah, I don't but you to. you did pick up a game. You picked up Crash Team Racing. What'd you think? What did you think? Did you even play it? Yet? I did. Oh, dude, I, I got. It's hard as shit. Yeah, it is. I I'm to the second or third area. I beat the whole first area yeah. and got to the second and. I remember the first race, I got my ass whooped, then I beat him, and then the next guy, I can't beat. And, like, I don't, I hate moving forward unless I can beat this guy. I'm just, I'm so OCD, I want to kind of beat him in order. And I must have burst him maybe 20 times, and he keeps whooping my ass. This is an adult Mario Kart. Yeah. And, like, Mario Kart plays for adults and kids equally, but, like, it's kind of themed for the for the kid. This is, like, a serious kart racer, if that even makes any it's sense. It's tough, man. It's gorgeous, too. The one thing I can't stand... PlayStation? No, Switch. Switch. The uh, the one thing I can't stand in this game is the unskippable cutscenes of yeah, those two yeah, fucking there's, chickens. There's nothing you can do. I hate that. There's nothing you can do. Just kill me now. I, I'm slamming buttons like this. Let me race. Yeah, even sometimes like, after like the load screen's like a little... You know, you're like, all right. The loading, on, times, the loading times on PlayStation are probably better than they are on Switch. The loading screens... The loading times are a little, a little long. long. A little for, long. For Switch. Uh, but the game is gorgeous. It looks great. But you're having fun, though. No, this is coming from someone who never played the original. Wow! I never played maybe once in Carmen's basement I'm sh- I'm that shocked. I don't, that I don't remember, but it was never a game that Shit. I like actively was a player in. Um, I don't have any memories of it whatsoever. If I did play it, and I think I never did, so for me to play this, I do like the speedrun of it. The speedrun is okay. completely broken. It's fun. I was like, okay, what am I getting myself into? <coughs> and it's. Do you play online? Not yet. Okay. It's. 
I am so used to the drifting of Mario yeah, Kart. It, it took a minute. That like yep. I was doing the same motions I do. I was preparing my drift turn, yeah. at the same times I normally would for a corner in Mario Kart. And I was also going back and forth with the stick like I normally would in Mario Kart. And you just don't have to. Yeah. You just kind of jump and yep. you just kind of start power sliding. Slide and you get that boost. And so I was yep. like, um, got to work on my timing. Yeah. A little uh, that's bit. all. It just took a couple races. A little bit of timing. And some of it, some of it, the, uh, the way you're supposed to go can be hard to see sometimes. So, like, I found myself banging into a wall or going off the track because I'm where to fucking go. Yeah. I found myself doing that a couple times, but I've never lost a race yet. I've come in first every time, Don't worry. <laughs> including that, my first race. That'll, that'll change But soon. I'm assuming that's going to end yes. very soon. I was like, enjoy it now. <laughs> um, one thing I like and look forward to that keeps me coming back is there's a lot of unlockables. It looks like every race I'm going to unlock something. Yeah, exactly. Which is cool. Characters, if, yeah. wheels, you know, yeah. yeah, flags. So there will be a lot of stuff to come back to. Um I loved Mario Kart 8 when I first got it in 2013 on Wii U, and five years later, I'm still playing it as a kart racer, so this is a really nice breath of fresh air yeah. for me to go back to as a kart racer. I won't say it's one of my favorite games of the year, but I will say it's a really solid game. I got it for 15 bucks, I think it was. 10 bucks. You probably, yeah, you probably got a crazy deal. 14.99. I got it for on Newegg. Half price. Brand new. Like... Damn, dude. You can't beat it. 15 bucks, you can't, had to pick it up. Can't beat it. Had to pick it up at a $15 price point. And so far, well worth that $15 price point. Glad to hear it. The PS4 controller gets an upgrade. Yeah. Uh, weird. Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel. I'm like, what? I'm still like, what is this thing? An extra button? Xbox has done that on the back of its controllers for a while. It's more like accessibility for those who don't have dexterity. Um, is it like, a, like an L3, R3 type of deal or it's R4? Com- it's completely programmable. It's just two flaps on the back. And your Subaru, you have those flaps on the steering yeah. wheel and you can kind of yeah. program them. These are the same thing. You can do that and you can actually map whatever button you want to the back. So let's say you don't have great dexterity in your fingers or hands. And Grow up, Peter Pan. No, I mean like no, you no, literally no, have no, a disability. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I uh, got it. You can program the back one to be X and the right one to be L1 and boom, boom, I mean boom. I think it's a it's a good idea it's glad to see them do that but for me I don't I don't I don't need it it plugs into well I hope you don't get any fucking hand diseases you piece of shit no. <laughs> it, it plugs into know. where you charge it I think arthritis is um, in my family and so it kind of you can't charge your controller at the same time as using it I don't think which is a huge hindrance because these controllers just PlayStation 4 there's one knock on these controllers the battery life sucks balls yeah. uh, in them. You have to charge it a lot. But to me, this is a test to see if the market wants it. And are they going to have something that's maybe built into the PS5 controller? I don't think so. But I think they have a second PS5 controller ready to go with this built-in functionality. And they're testing the market now to see who wants it, to see maybe a price point, yeah. to see maybe demand for this. And then it'll kind of determine the rollout of it if it happens for PS5. Dino Crisis trademark filed by Capcom. Yeah, not a huge piece of news because like trademarks get filed all the time. They get renewed all the time because they have to or need to. But we know that Capcom is reviving a lot of old franchises. We know that they're bringing back Resident Evil 3. They brought back another test audience for an unannounced Resident Evil game, probably 8. So we're probably going to get a Resident Evil 8 trailer in the next six months. Um, So like, there's a lot of things coming down the pike with Capcom. Why not an old classic franchise like Dino Crisis? My big ask for a Dino Crisis reboot is to do the Resident Evil 2 treatment. Remake it from the ground up. I agree. As a beautiful new game. Even if you go back to Dino Crisis 1, 2 and kind of rebuild them and get the audience kind of falling in love with that franchise. Even if it's not a new game. If it is an old one, rebuild it. If it's a new one, 
If you've never played Down a Crisis, give it a shot. It's a really, really cool. Go to arcade. There's, they always got right that, or that's Time Crisis. It's Time Crisis. That's a completely different. Completely game. different. Yeah, yeah Dino never played it. Uh, Sam, what is your CGC spotlight this week? Yeah, this book is not mine. This is my buddy Mahir's Mercadelic on IG. He's the Superman guy. I'm the Batman guy. So this is Action Comics number fifty nine. Is a two point five off white pages. The first appearance of Susie Tompkins. And a lot of these books, it's a Hitler cameo, and a lot of Jeez, these. Yeah, there's a fucking Nazi. Yeah, so on the so front. it's a Nazi tag, and this is like what collectors buy any like Mussolini, any yeah. Hitler covers, whether they're in the book or on the cover. Like they go for big money because there's a lot of collectors for that. This came out in 1943. So April the timing 19- is goddamn. April 1943. So like these, like like him and my buddy Anie, they're probably the big Hitler Mussolini collectors. So any cover that they're on or in, they have. It's a Jerry Siegel and Joseph Green story, Bernard Bailey and Mort Meskin art. <clears throat> it's it's a two point five, but it's there's not many graded on the census. I believe there's only forty seven blue labels on the census, so there's a little bit more that are like restored or qualified grades. The last the last six five sale was eleven like one thousand six hundred and eleven. That was just a recent sale. I wanted just to show a sale that was in the last year. The highest graded is a 9.4. There's only one on the census, and there's two 9.0s, so it's a very scarce book. Um, in Golden Age, this one has, I think, like six stories in it. Um, one, The first one was called Cinderella a la Superman. Uh, Clark Kent gets like roped into babysitting, stuff like that. The second one was uh, Fiddler's Fee, which is actually the first appearance of... Not the first appearance. Uh, um, the Fiddler. It's a violinist. who's He plays the violin and like... He used like the the the, uh, the music sounds, the chords to be, yeah, I, I guess weapons. Um, next title: Sky Knights of Malta. The Aces find out that they have a spy in their unit. And they're trying to find which one it is, so obviously they can take him out. And no, no, next one is a missive for Mussolini that it's the, the spot, or they they send a secret agent in to find, I guess, where he's hiding, stuff like that. So it's again, it's a Golden Age cover, Golden Age book that people love to collect. These you know the action comics. They're, t- they're a tough book to find in, in, in low, high grade, any grade at all. So if you like Superman, Action Comics 59. And if you like nickel candy bars in the back, it's Baby Ruth, Five Cents, oh the Curtis God. Candy. Tell moms to bake easy-to-make cookies with Baby Ruth res- recipes on every wrapper. And we, and we were way... Look at that old Baby Ruth fucking bar. Like, nowhere near even the wrapper we had. <laughs> but even in the 40s, my man had his own candy bar that's still going on in 2019. Wow. Pretty goddamn cool that the candy bar has outlasted human beings. True. <laughs> you know. Oh, and, uh, is a 2.5 a good grade for this book? For, I would, for this book, I would say just because there's only 47 on the market. But, like, one thing I wanted to note about this, you'll note this, like, it's not in, like, the newer, yeah, smaller I I, cases. I noticed. So, like... A perfect example is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The four issues they had, they were a little bit bigger comic books. So when you get them graded by CGC, they come in these kind of like giant cases. And I know Mahir's pissed because he hates this case. So because sorry- it sticks out a little bit. Yeah. So compared to the other ones, we're gonna have to give this to Dom. Dom's gonna have to crack it and try to work his magic to kind of press because it, it was just the, what they said. It was too big to slip in mm-hmm. them. So if he kind of presses it nice, maybe he can get it to fit. If not, here's gonna be pissed. What what's a two point five go for? Did you? Did you I, I, there that? there wasn't really any recent sale. I think the last sale was like two thousand fourteen. I don't I don't remember the number, but I would say it's a good bit for only forty seven of blue labels on the market. Mm-hmm. I would say it goes for a nice penny. Sam. Our pick of the week this week, and I think it's going to be 
moving forward a lot of weeks, our pick of the week again, brought to us by uh, our friends over here at Liquid Death. Always our pick of the week, liquiddeath.com. Go sell your soul for a free case at liquiddeath.com. Sam, what's your pick of the week? I went Since we talked, you know, the worst Christmas theme, I picked one of my favorites, what I just watched last night, a classic now that I've watched probably every year for the last four years, Elf. Love Elf. I just saw it for the first time five years ago. Which is, is crazy. To I can't believe it actually hasn't make you see any, any That's when I did but, see it. It was when we oh, first got together. Direct, directed by John Favreau, yes. which is which is kind of great. Again, if you haven't seen Elf, Will Farrell. It, it, it's like you love or hate it. If you like Will Ferrell, I think you'll love it. If not, you're not. I don't know how you can hate it. It's a fucking Zoe Deschanel, who I, I swear this is the only film like I feel like she looks like nothing like what she like. I almost don't recognize her in this film. Mm-hmm. But beautiful singing voice, James Conn in it, of course. It made Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, of course, he's in it. It actually made you know a boatload of money. Actually, half a Tenacious D is in it. Kyle Kyle Glass. Mm-hmm. He he's in it too, which I I didn't know the first time I saw it. Yeah, he's the one guy who works for the. Yeah. He's, um, the comp- the yeah, company, yeah, James Conn's company. Yeah, who has but to work on Christmas Eve. It was great, just kind of just bringing back the Christmas spirit, getting kind of everybody in. I, I thought it's it was usually the movie we kick off the Christmas season with is Elf. Yeah, and it's it's pretty funny. What's his name? You had uh, Artie Lang was the Santa. That was the imposter. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Just if you needed the stupid laugh, Elf. I always watch at Christmas time. I think it's the perfect movie. Oh, buddy, you're not a cotton-headed ninny muckins. Between I'm a that, cotton-headed ninny muckins. When he, when he chugs a two-liter soda, like it's just stupid yeah. stuff like that. I like maple that. syrup on his pasta. Um, Great. My pick of the week, I'm going a little different, and I want to say shout out to our friend uh, from Origami Crane, because I remember from our interview with them in 2018, the first question you asked him were, hey, give us some of your favorite anime, and the first one he said was Hunter Hunter, so I had to give it a shot, and I hit him up on Instagram, because he came out with a new single uh, a couple weeks ago, so I thanked him for doing it and said it was great, all this good stuff. Um, we talked about it on this show. He's coming out with another single in January, which, by the way, I can't wait for. But I said, yo, dude, sorry for bothering on a Friday night at 9 o'clock. Can you give me some anime recommendations? Yeah. So I was like, I like Shonen. I don't really like filler. Yeah. So, like, they don't mix very well. Yep. Generally, Shonen has hundreds of episodes and dozens of filler. And the first one he mentioned, Hunter. you know, you got to go watch Hunter Hunter. So I finally decided, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm in. Let's give it a shot. Um, and my boy Gone is really good main character. He looks like a younger Yusuke with maybe Spike got hair. an electrical, got his finger stuck in an electrical socket. Is he Super Saiyan? Um, definitely not Super <laughs> Saiyan, but he's got a fishing rod. Um, I really like. So it could be Yusuke, I, the one guy he, he fought. Didn't he have a fishing rod? I believe so. The uh, in the dark tournament, like that or a yo-yo. Uh, yeah, or a Windmaster or <laughs> knives. A lot of things. I, anyway. I'm just glad to see here and see you watch an anime. It, it, it's just great. Well, to hear. listen. Previously, One Punch Man was my pick of the week. Yeah. My Hero Academia was one yeah. week. I still never started that. Yu Yu is still my favorite anime ever. I actually, because I started watching Hunter Hunter, got inspired to go back and watch Yu Yu. I started at season three and I finished it out from season three. That's I love crazy. the Sensui arc. It's so good. But Hunter Hunter. Um, there are people on the earth that are called hunters. You have to take an exam to become one. The first 26 episodes are the exam arc where they take the exam. Gon, the main character, meets three other people. Um, you know, that that whole story. But those first 26 episodes are good. They're not perfect. They're not great. They don't make me want to sing from the rooftops. But after that, holy shit, is that second arc 
brilliant. So yeah. about, I, I think that's when you probably text me said, Sam, this, you have to watch I this. I waited you a while to text yeah. you. I waited until 44 episodes in to be like, all right, it's undeniable. Yeah. Like, it hasn't lost its fucking footing yet. From episode 1 to 44, it just it starts to ascend. Episode 1, good, better, 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 and then it just takes off like a rocket. And I got to tell you, the end credits song is so unbelievably good. It's on my Spotify favorites list. It's so good. I listen to it in the car all the time, and it's a metal Japanese song where they're just screaming their fucking faces off. That's I'm cool. Like, I know. I'm sitting I in know, my. I know. I'd like. I'd like know that sound. <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting in my car to some auto tune screamer in Japanese that I don't know the words to. Just in my car driving a turnpike, like ah, motherfucker. Yeah. It's so good. So uh, to everybody who said like Hunter Hunter's great, to Jake for the recommendation twice for me finally starting it. It's really good. If you have Hulu, it's available on there like a lot of anime are. One Punch Man, My Hero Academia, Yu Yu Hakusho, Attack on Titan, all available on Hulu. But uh, Hunter Hunter is available there. This is the 2011 version, by the way, not the 1999 version. I haven't watched that. That one's based directly off the manga. This one's more of that retelling. This one has overwhelmingly got the better reviews and the more memorable one. So I went with this one. Uh, I have not regretted it since. Matter of fact, as I'm editing this show tonight and tomorrow... It's going to be my episode of, or it's going to be my show of choice on my iPad as I continue through arc number two of Hunter Hunter. Glad to hear it. Sam, that was episode 165. Go ahead, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We read them all on the air. We're excited for next week when we finally get to talk about the rise of Skywalker. Can't wait for our last episode of 2019 next week. Everybody have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you for episode 166. And don't forget, The Witcher is available now on Netflix. Netflix.